Hi, this is Stu from Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. What you're about to hear is our live recording from Gateway 2015 at the LAX Hilton Hotel. This is a game convention show. It's a little different than regular shows. We don't take emails. We don't talk about RPG topics. We do a little bit, but not much. Mostly we're, we're talking about the games that we played uh, that day and the previous day, or that we ran, uh, about them, lessons learned, stuff like that. Uh, this is not a regular show. If this is your first show, this may not be the episode you want to start with because it's not like our normal, normal programming. Thank you and enjoy. You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following podcast may contain explicit material. You have been warned. Flying towards a setting sun in a Honda Accord of gold. The AC stringing against the funk because our socks and drawers are old. On the 105 for an afternoon drive, whizzing by the freeway flora. In the passenger seat is my best friend Pete, a fat man in a fedora. Breaker 1-9, this is Drachnar the Dark. I was momentarily detained in the hotel entrance, fat beard. The valet was trying to charge me an exorbitant fee. It appears we have ourselves a game con. Yeah, we got ourselves a game con, playing for four days straight. We got ourselves a game con, our hygiene it can wait. We got ourselves a game con, our games after fun. And we'll be playing all the night. Till the morning sun. Game Thank you for joining us for season 15, episode 10 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Bill. This is Tim. This is Dave. And I'm Kimmy. And this is our live studio audience. Hey! We are at Gateway 2015 at the beautiful Hilton Hotel, <laughs> where the bar now opens at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock store. Not 4. It opens at 3. 2, I heard. At 2. two. Three. Really? 2? That's crazy. Two. People, enough people complain. Hey, Get the mic and talk. Hey, what? Talk what? Talk to the mic. You're gonna talk. You talk to the mic. Hey, Stu. Yes. You realize the people on the tubes are just getting a wonderful view of your backside. <laughs> I, I don't know where. I, I should have brought a webcam that I could hook up to it and like put up here. Something here. I'll no. let people see the audience. That's the audience. Everyone wave to the the YouTubes. There they are. I'll point it down. Because you got to pay to see that. <laughs> so, now, so now they went from seeing your ass to seeing a That's keyboard. That's great. Now they're getting a view of Matt's crotch. Just give them the... Give and them suddenly rating shot through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> a periscope. <laughs> oh, da- oh, damn. <laughs> so uh, we're, at, we're at Gateway 2015. And here he is. Here's the man of the hour. Come on. Come here. What? <laughs> The man, the myth, the legend. Jim Sandoval, also known as the Nerd Czar. The Nerd Czar, yeah. Or Generalissimo de RPGs. Uh, uh, what's going on? Hello, everybody. Um, hello. So much is going on. Um, <laughs> my ass is on YouTube? Yeah. yeah right there. exciting. All right. Show your good side, like my mom always said. All right. Show them your larboard side. Oh, All right. And ratings went through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm the one getting spanked, buddy. Um, That was gentle. Yeah, and I appreciate that. That was my first time, so I appreciate you being gentle. Yeah, (laughs) the ass shield. Um, What's going on here? Uh, What's going on here is probably the most phenomenal gateway we've had attendance-wise and event-wise in recent memory. 
Um, on Friday, on Friday alone, we broke sixteen hundred. Uh, we're around the eighteen hundred mark now, and it's just Saturday. Uh, I filled just about every single table that I had. All twenty-three tables that I have were filled with role-playing games at two o'clock this afternoon. So that that, that was pretty nice. Um, not only that, but we have a 25-table uh, Adventurers League event going on downstairs where everybody's playing one single adventure at the same time. And it's one of the, one of the biggest of those type of events outside of Gen Con and those kind of conventions in the United States. And the only one that actually popped off the West Coast, I believe, if I'm not correct. So it's, it's actually pretty awesome. So hats up to uh, Mickey Tan over there at Adventurers League. So, yeah, things are just going crazy. And uh, we're... I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to find space to put any more games if any more people want to start running games. Anaheim! Uh, Sorry. Anaheim would be fantastic if they didn't charge an arm and a leg. Bastards! That's what I thought. But, you know, Orange County. Um, Ontario. Ontario is an option. Stu's got a backyard. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's as big as this room. Um... No, but it's really thanks to all you guys. I know that there have been some issues um, with the website lately. And, uh, well, I'm going to be very frank about the, 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 that situation. There have been some issues with the, with the website lately. And there's some people that have dropped games that they've tried to pre-register for and to show up that they don't have a spot. Uh, people not being able to tell whether they've, they've actually registered on certain things, not getting a lot, a lot of... Uh, well, there's been a lot of glitches in the way that things are done on the website. Um, and my recommendation to you is to contact, to go on our website and uh, find either Eric or uh, anything listed under the webmaster and contact them via email and let them know that you're not satisfied if you are dissatisfied with anything in the website. Uh, I like that your advice for if you have a problem with the website is go to the website. Go to the website. That's good. <laughs> no. Well, go to the link to your email on the website, and I'm uh, hoping that your Google, your Google or your Outlook work uh, better than our website. Um, AOL Online is a solid provider. Indeed. Thank you. Um, but Did you just say AOL Online? I, I just, what are you, I, fucking deaf? Yeah, I'm having trouble. <laughs> you got a problem with that? My problem is I, no. I'm, I'm wanting... <laughs> Not at all. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no. Don't stork it. Um... Uh, what I want, I want to make sure that uh, the powers that be over the website understand that it's not just me complaining about people complaining about things. I want them to know that it's you guys that really have a need, a desire for something that works a little bit more stably. We're um, people too. Uh, you're people. We should actually all yeah. go right in. Go right in. Even if you didn't have problems. Everybody yeah. at home, <laughs> when you're listening to this well, in yeah. two weeks, that might be, that, that, that might be cool too. But um, not to seem like a rabble rouser. I just it, it, my my point is not so much trying to like you know tear down the system. I just want your guys' voices to be heard, and I try to represent you as best I can. But if you guys really do feel that there's something overall as an issue with your ability to interface with our website and actually get the game into the games that you guys want it into, please make your voices heard uh, and fight the power. All right, but yeah, it's uh, I can only do so much. Uh, when it comes to this, because really my power is very limited. You're a fan of him. I get it. Um, oh. Look, I tweeted, we're live with Jim's butt. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me too much, man, because... Nine uh, viewers. It's gone up. I, <laughs> skyrocketing. The power of Jim's butt. <laughs> All right. Well, the Moon's Over Miami session is about to end. So... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, that, that's pretty much it. Just thanks so much to you guys for coming here, showing up, GMing, running things, playing in things, and actually being involved in <coughs> the RPG community here, and which seems to be growing in gangbusters. And I hope that uh, that everybody was satisfied with most of their experience here. And if you're not, please let me know so I can try to fix things and make things better. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Thanks. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Jim. Jim Sandoval. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, now, what we normally do in these in these shows is, is we drink something really weird. Oh, yeah, it's time. It's always time. It's before time. Things start, and it's probably coffee, right? Totally coffee. Totally, That's totally, totally coffee. coffee. Yeah, it's just it's special coffee. What is it? So let me tell the story. Okay, tell the story. <laughs> after <laughs> after the after the purple fiasco of last con. <laughs> I, uh, you decided we hadn't thrown up enough. No, I I just I decided I just randomly followed a link that was about. Oh, that's not that bad. I just like Kimmy's face. I, this <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't drank it. I just smelled it. The man finished the story. So oh, sorry. Go ahead. I found I found an article online that was this liquor from the Chicago area, and it's called Malort. Um, and it's it's actually uh, I'll show the bottle to everybody in a second. Um, it's actually a like a historical thing. Uh, if, has anybody here watched? What? When they tried to open Hoffa's what? coffin? What is the smell? That, that was his. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I'm fairly sure that you didn't get this from... This is from the miniatures table, because they use this to clean... Yeah, the so brushes. Anyway, this is, this, this uh, if anybody's good. seen Boardwalk Empire, the show on HBO, there's a character in the show that's a revenuer that he fails in disgrace and ends up moving to Chicago and marrying a Swedish woman. And he ends up selling this random Swedish liquor to businesses in the Swedish area of Chicago. And this is the story of this stuff. During Prohibition, it was sold as a medicinal kind of a thing, and they have kept on making it since then. I think it's still sold as a medicinal it's, thing today. And I found this article online that was three Chicago sommeliers sampling it and giving their impressions. And the thing that attracted me to it was the pull quote that said, Tasting this is like smelling your house after a big party where no one has flushed the toilet. <laughs> Jim, Jim just said paint thinner, and that's what I got out of the smell earlier. And yeah, t- uh, I, I'm, oh yeah, I'm right. excited. Yeah, it yeah. like paint thinner. Yeah, it does. What, now what? I'm excited. J- just out of curiosity, what proof is this? Oh, so bad. Seventy. Seventy proof. Oh, it's okay. It's oh, okay. Fair. It's not seventy yeah. beans per yeah. cup. Yeah. Of coffee. You're really not supposed to drink ethyl so, alcohol. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Are We're we? Are we ready? Yeah. Up yours. <laughs> All right. Salut. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't go away. It the taste doesn't go away. <laughs> Try it. It sticks to it sticks you to your tongue. You can't make it stop. <laughs> oh. I really want to try this now. Oh my god. That's why you screwed it up. Uh, it's very not okay. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys need some mint? Why would anybody drink that? Yeah, 
It's no good. It's no good. I'm trying. No I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure that out right now. I haven't. I, I, this, I don't, oh my this God. is why they repealed prohibition because this is what they were left with. Right. That. Uh, for for my fellow host, for my fellow host, this is somebody's first convention podcast. He has to drink all of it. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Wait, wait, Motherfucker, wait, wait. I did. Look no, at this. No, 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 I feel bad. Drink I feel it. Drink it. Just okay. drink it. Yeah. Here, I'll yeah. finish mine with you. This is going to suck. <laughs> it, oh yeah. Oh, he is Yeah, here we go. Salud. Oh! It's gross. Oh. Oh, you know what? I do feel healthier though. I I, I had a cold oh. and it's gone oh. now. Oh my god! <laughs> That's gross. I it, I can't even describe it as something. It's, it's like even, it's, it's not even a good flavor at all. No, no but it's like the the feeling on your tongue. It's like battery acid. Yes. Yeah. It's it doesn't leave. It doesn't. Use a use a mic. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to siphon. I had a motorcycle. I had to siphon the gas from my gas tank. You have to get it started with the hose thing. Never mind. It's technical no, 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 don't burp, and dude. Yeah. You don't want to come I understand, up. but the way you were just did like I, did casually I, like I've accidentally did I see chocolate or gasoline before? I'm like no. There's there's like that that distinct did, flavor of like baby aspirin. Did I did I see someone who had had chocolate or Altoids or? <laughs> Or sandpaper or something. <laughs> I got Ricola. Courtesy of Jimmy. Oh, thank you. Oh, this is this. Oh God. Oh, this I would is love better. One of those. <laughs> I think it's that nasty. Was like the worst so far. No, oh, no. no? Oh. The sickening sweet stuff oh, last time. Thanks, dear God. You I like the, the sweet stuff. Sweet stuff. Jimmy, you oh, all right. No, I have some of that. Thank you very much. No, no, oh. that was the pink one before that. Dave, I, I think I speak for everyone here. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, 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 using <laughs> using you, using Robert's rules of order, I second that. Yeah. We have a motion on the table. It has been seconded. Every, everybody in favor Dave. of fuck Dave. Hey, Bye. Bye. just Bye. just motion carried. Ladies and gentlemen, just let me let me tell you oh, that for the next time Tyler comes back, <laughs> oh, here, I have a whole second <laughs> bottle. <laughs> so he has something to look forward to. I'm excited. I was wondering why you got two bottles. No, it's, no, it's satanic. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I Thank don't know you. exactly how to pronounce it, so I can never fucking order that ever. <laughs> I think that's the sound I make when oh, I puke. There's, there's, there's umlauts over the O. Someone wrote in about this. Melut. Melut. It's the sound you make oh, later in the evening. Oh it's, Thank God we got that it's, over with. Oh, look, yeah, I, I made it to the bathroom. <laughs> The o, the o is pronounced like your Rocky Balboa. I, know, I now know the name of the villain of my next run. Melut. 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 All right. So we, we're at a gaming convention, right? So did anyone get a chance to play any games? Anyone play any games? No, I'd like to set a, a couple real quick ground rules. Hold on, hold on. Ground rules. A couple ground rules when we're talking about games. I'd like you to, uh, when you talk about, uh, if, you're, if you ran it especially, uh, give me... 
one thing you did that you would suggest other people try doing and one thing that did not work or that you'll never do again. So something that worked great and something that did not work great. If you have that. Let's start. We're going to start with Friday, yeah, 2 o'clock. Oh, let's, let's, let, let's let him. Did you run a game on Friday? Yes. Come up. Come up here. He traveled the farthest. By the way, nice to meet you. The, the, the man, the myth, the legend that has come Craig Duffy on equal distance right? to any other listener ever. Yeah. Right. But a significant more distance than I'm willing to travel for just about anything. <laughs> Especially that Malert shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and w- can we I not talk about that anymore? Laws are, but you're welcome to take some. Uh, no, no. Yeah. All right. And you, you, you are. Uh, you are hoodoo on the forum? Okay, all right. So tell us what you did. Tell, tell us about your trip and how nice it was and what, what you think of it. What is your impression of Southern California gamers? Uh, yeah, so I flew in from London on Thursday. God, his accent's great. He's good at that. <laughs> wow, it sounds very real. Yeah. <laughs> Although you... Kurt tried to guess where in the UK earlier. No chance. So if anyone can work it out, I'll buy them a drink later. No. Cambron. No. <laughs> South Fuxton. <laughs> Pardon? Bath. It's closest jet. But near Bristol, basically. Um, so, yeah, on f- Friday. Which day is it? Sorry. It's it is Saturday. I, I don't know which time zone I'm in at the moment. I'm somewhere in New York, I think. Pacific Daylight. Yeah. Uh, so, Friday... 2pm I ran a game called Project Cassandra which is one of my own design that I've been working on um, and this was the first time that I've run it outside of people that I already knew um, Dave was in it um, was anyone else here? yeah Yeah. Um, so it's basically a Cold War game uh, it's all about psychics in the Cold War um, designed to be hyper focused on Saving the present. That's really all it is. Psychics in the Cold War. And in terms of what really went well that I'd recommend others to do, the game starts out with the GM asks a series of questions. So I didn't, even as the GM, I didn't know what was going to happen in the game. And it's Cold War, but it's really up to the players how over the top it is. And I think we defined it pretty early on how over the top it was going to be because the president was going to be assassinated by a killer robot built by NASA that was meant to be sent to the moon and was instead sent to kill President Nixon. And throughout the series of events that happened, they managed to turn President Nixon into the most heroic, well-loved <laughs> president. <laughs> turned it all around for that guy. A complete fantasy game. Absolutely. That probably brought about world peace. Um, in terms of what didn't go so well, I probably in terms of the game, because it's a, still under a bit to playtesting, the difficulties, they either aced everything or they failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the middle ground very well. Um, but I'd be interested to see what the players thought of it, actually. Okay. Some honest critique. Or maybe the, you I need a bit... I'll invite him to come up. Yep. Oh, okay. Dishonest. Well, look, I'm Thank I'm you. up. Hey, oh, hold on a second. Uh, let me let me take Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric's here. Time out on that, Mr. Aldrich. Oh, Eric Aldrich, the host of our feast. And he is the. Let's see. If Jim is the nerd czar, you would be the nerd. 
Huh? I'm the con man. The con man. Yeah. Mr. Eric Aldrich. Yes. Thank you. Uh, again, welcome to Gateway 2015. Uh, I get to say this every show, and this one really blows me away. This is the largest show we've ever run. Yeah. It's not definite yet, but we are going to make it. We are so far ahead of OrcCon this year. It's scary. We should top out tomorrow. So we will beat 2000 at a gateway, and for the first time since sometime in probably the 90s, gateway will be the largest show of the year. Nice. So thank you. Uh, I don't got much else other than that. Anything? No, no, that's good. So again, thank you. Hope you had a good one. I got to run as usual, and I love. I'm glad to see you all drinking coffee. No yeah. problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> coffee. Totally coffee. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them. All right, that's funny. All right, so a uh, 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 feedback on this game. Go. Um, I really enjoyed the sort of mix up, like. It, it, it had the very apocalypse world feel um, that I haven't gotten to play very much, uh, but I liked, I very much liked the narrative control thing as a player. Like, it was really kind of fun, and I really liked the, the premonition mechanic, how, like, as you used them, then we got to that special... Everybody was given... <laughs> oh, it's fine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's just... That's so, no. so bad. <laughs> it's still there. But uh, the, the everyone is given a certain number of their premonitions, which are your psychic power pool, basically. And as you use them through the game, you get halfway down your stack, and then you have a special premonition. And when you spend that one, you get to just make a pronouncement that, like, oh, there's always a gun in the glove box of a Dodge Charger. <laughs> and there it is. Every Dodge Charger now will have one. Or, you know, whatever you are. Yeah. Then every character sort of had something that was their special focus, and they were allowed to just make a pronouncement in that category of knowledge about, like, I, I was a mechanical engineer, and I said, well, giant death robots that recognize people have to have camera systems that you can just show a different picture to, and they'll change <coughs> targets. Because I was an engineer, that was true. <laughs> And so, hence, we redirected the robot from President Nixon to the corrupt senator slash commie spy and saved the president and saved a whole mess of people and teleported a giant robot exploding, and it was, um, it was amazing. It was really a lot of fun. Now, was this kind of like the, the men who stare at goats but Cold War? Uh, oh, you haven't? Okay. It's about like it's uh, in the they started yeah. some experiment in, like the 1960s I think. That's kind of what it is. It's it's we were people that had developed powers and were part of an experiment. Okay. And we got to save the president. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was really cool. And Excellent. I had no idea that it was a homebrew thing. I was just like, oh, this is kind of fun. I've never seen this game before. And then at the end, you're like, here's a copy of the rules and stuff I've been working on, and it's all my stuff. And I was like, that it's even better. I really am having a good time. So. Excellent. Cheers. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? No? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> this is Jib. Uh, so Friday at 2 o'clock, I ran uh, Johnny Quest in Savage Worlds because uh, it was you know ready-made four-character game. Um, as for what I really dug about the game, it's a cartoon. It's hard to not get invested in that. Um, and what I would do differently is, 
about middle of the game, we had a little bit of a problem with staying on cartoon tone. But that was my fault. That was totally my fault. Uh, so, uh, of the players that were in it, uh, Michael and Katie are here, and if they would like to come up and talk about it, I would totally love to get some feedback. <laughs> Bandit was not originally supposed to be a character, but one of my players was going to step out and make room for another one, but he had his wife with him. So I ma- in about five minutes, I made Bandit as a character so she could have played if she wanted. Nice. Who are you and what makes you famous? Uh, I'm Katie Potts, and um, what makes me famous is, uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm a pyrotechnician. I do fireworks professionally. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, right on. Oh, I don't know, except I fucking blow stuff up. That's, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> and that's just my second hobby, so there you go. Um, all right, yeah, I was in Jib's game yesterday. Uh, it was super fun, very cartoony, um, except for in the middle there where we got a little murdery. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I played Haji, and my buddy Mike played uh, Johnny Quest. And uh, as the grown-ups were trying to follow the plot, we decided to open a closet and find a Yeti. Um, while the grown-ups were fighting the Chinese army... Um, and so then we uh, got the Yeti to follow us down the mountain towards the Chinese army and tripped it so it kind of ran towards the army. And then Johnny Quest jumped on the Yeti's back and rode him down the hill and then did a cool flip onto a yak because he just had to know what was in this cool bundled package that was on the back of the yak. And being his sidekick, Haji, I had to also be there so i took the broken door and invented snowboarding and slid down the hill to him as he opens up the like laser machine that's on the back of this yak and then we ride the yak back while the the uh, yeti destroys the chinese army for us um and bites the head off of like a general or something um and that's kind of how the feel of the game went. Every once in a while, there was a moment where uh, someone would get murdered, and it was like, oh, that wasn't cartoony. And then we'd go back to cartoon antics um, in true cartoon fashion. So, most of the murders happened during the commercial break. Yes, most of the murders happened during the cartoon break, so it wasn't actually seen on screen, so it was fine. It was like, oh, something bad's going to happen. And then we'd come back, and, oh, look, the army's gone, and so's the Yeti. After so. these messages, we'll be right back. Exactly. Shake, prison shake, prison <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's yeah. The whole game was fantastic. Uh, it felt very cartoony in a great way, not in a bad way. And uh, like like we said, it got a little murdery here and there, but we always just went to a commercial break and came back, and everything was happy and sparkly. Uh, Savage Worlds. It was in Savage Worlds. Try to stay with the podcast. The, the best system ever. So, yeah, that was the game, and both Mike and I loved it. The best system that no one can criticize. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with Savage Worlds, and don't ever it's think perfect. Why are you trying it? to change it? Don't ever house rule anyone it else? at all, any, ever. Any comments on Yeah, come on. Oh, my God, I have to update. You should play Rift. Rift will be better. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> I'm Bill from Arizona, and... Uh, Hi, Bill. I just want to give Tomer his props. Tomer's a regular listener and a constant uh, contributor on the forums. And every Friday night, he runs an awesome Lego-based Savage Worlds event. It is 
phenomenal. He puts tons of prep into beautiful Lego creations and has a tremendously great game to go along with it. This year he adapted Star Frontiers to Savage Worlds, and we had the greatest time ever, and I just wanted to make sure that Tumer gets all of the uh, props that he get he deserves for such a phenomenal prep and event that he runs. Thank you. All right. Who, anyone else running games on Friday? Speak for someone else. Um, so right now I'm Mook. <laughs> um, Hi, Mook. <laughs> the West so, Coast guru of Jib. I know, right? <laughs> That's a little creepy. <laughs> um, uh, no, yesterday at 2 o'clock, uh, Mook ran uh, Warriors in GURPS. And um, I've seen the game prep. I haven't played the game yet. I'm, I'm doing that on Monday. But, um, you know, we all know that, that Mook is the grand high priest of all things game prep. And uh, so is anybody here who played in his game either Friday or this morning? Get up here. <laughs> the Mook. Some polite shit right What's your there? name? What do you make famous? Hi, this is Kurt Potts. Kurt Potts on the forums. I am one of three fucking Kurt's now. No yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, it's really impressive. Um, okay, so no fuck. Well, yeah, get him. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I played in Warriors. Kurt. What? Um, I played in Warriors at 2 on Friday, uh, so I don't want to spoil anything because he's going to run it again. Um, but it was... Mook is the best. I, I've only played in three Savage or three uh, GURPS games now. One was Stu, two were Mook. I could not have had better GMs. Who's Mook better, is, Stu or Mook? <laughs> Mook. It, it's, um, Mook. it's Mook. I'm going to say... And, and remember who you're standing right next it's to. It's almost a tie. Um, oh so it's... <laughs> just just remember that Stu's microphone that you're talking into. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Stu's I didn't podcast, say who won. So. Um, so. No, no, I'll say it's Moog. He, <laughs> he is the West Coast guru of Gurps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stu is, Stu is more of a shotgun effect GM. Like, he covers <laughs> all the systems. Sniper rifle. Yeah, and Mook is the Gurp sniper rifle. Yes. Like, he shoots some guy, and that guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the best thing about playing in his games is he just wants you to be awesome. So there's never a time when he's going to shut you down. If you want to do something crazy, he's going to let you do that. If you want to, I don't know, just off the wall shit, he's going to make that happen. So that's one of the best things that I've ever experienced uh, at Mook's table. Uh, but the game itself was so fucking fun because we got to be these horrible gang members. And I think, because I hadn't seen the movie, I'd only seen like the... 10 minute long trailer they made because they didn't know how to make trailers back when this movie was made <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't think they're killing a lot of people but we murdered fucking everybody we killed every I killed everyone with a bat I the one dude was like oh yeah come back we're gonna take your shit no, before he could finish talking I had already killed him and threatened his whole family <laughs> and they just bowed and we walked away 
It was the best. It was it was such a good time. And Warriors, if you Warriors haven't was played a Christian film, did you know that? It was a <laughs> Jesus outreach movie. You never saw it? it was Warriors for Christ. You didn't Warriors for Christ. Yeah, yeah, I missed it. I missed that uh, part. That's that's yeah, intense, yeah, yeah. dude. It's intense. Yeah, yeah, I missed that part. So but that was it was fun. And the only other thing that I noticed is I didn't know how to speak like a white guy in the seventies. That was the cause there's no I didn't have <laughs> So, so it was really difficult to come up with a dialect, but I made it work. I made it work. Did you, you ever see? Uh, you ever see Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Did you ever see Saturday Night Live? Did you ever see Saturday Night Live? Just be John Travolta. Hey. Bill from Arizona. I'm back, and I second everything uh, Kurt said about uh, Mook being phenomenal. We had a very different tone for the game. Dave was in that, and we've got several other people uh, who, in here who were in that game. I don't think we killed anybody. We beat the hell out of a bunch of people, and I yeah. stabbed yeah, we a were, gang we leader and made him tell his... Our game was a <laughs> 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 I, I made the gang leader tell his, uh, his woman who was buck-bucking him into... Uh, <laughs> Chicken leg. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stabbed the guy in the leg and was telling him, uh, I'm not going to fucking listen to you anymore. I'm not going to fucking listen to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, bitch. Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> it was oh, a my. Christian movie, you yeah, know. Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the best part for me, I, I just randomly said something at the beginning of the game that we all turned into... The ultimate gangland insult is if you're a gang member and you defeat another gang member in a fight, you, you take their pants. Yes. <laughs> because, because then that guy has to walk home through gang territory in his chonies, and he can't be a badass. It's just done. That guy is done forever. So through the whole game, it was like everybody we fought were like, yeah, the Warriors, they take the pants. The clothes lines then, throughout Coney Island are, are strung yeah, with pants from Every our telephone wire in Coney Island is covered with the pants of the defeated warrior's enemies. <laughs> like, in the winter, ice storms come, and they tear down the lines every time. It's so heavy with them. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Any, any other Friday night games that happened? Yeah, Kurt? Mm. You can come in. in this one. <laughs> There's chairs somewhere. Maybe. Huh? Probably after Friday. What? I was going to do a thing, and then you said after Jib. And the oh, yeah, You've do your like thing first, then Kurt will go. Fucking games do, in you, between. do your thing, and then Kurt will go. Okay, good. Do it. So, I'm going to talk about Spirit of 77. Yeah. If you guys have not played this, I, I wanted to play this for cons, and I bring it up because the creators are in the back. And, uh, Dave, Hi, it, back there. Is it Kizia? Is that right? Damn. Oh, close enough. Damn. All right. So, uh, but David, who's uh, one of the creators of the game, was. Uh, one of the best GMs I have ever had do a thing because, dude, you are committed, which was yeah. awesome. Um, uh, the entire time, no chair as the GM, which I thought was badass because every time somebody would do something, uh, he, would, he would just run over to wherever they were and do whatever it was. And we had times where there was two or three people role-playing on a side, 
And um, one of the characters was like, oh, I, I always have my sponsor with me because I'm a recovering drug addict and I'm freaking out. And so while we're doing all this role playing, Dave Renzer is like, oh, okay, just breathe, just breathe. <laughs> like instantly becomes Jenny, her, uh, her cohort. So um, there are things I'm totally stealing from you for GMing. Not my pants. No, not your pants. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't, you weren't defeated. Shirt, you have to be defeated. Yeah, yeah. though the shirts would be good. Um, uh, which I thought was great. It started where we all got our characters. Um, it's a, 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 a Dungeon World-esque apocalypse sort of... Powered by Apocalypse. Powered by Apocalypse. Wow, that sounds like a horrible... That's like what that drink we had was. Powered by Apocalypse. Um, no, no, no. Powered by the Apocalypse is much better than that drink. Yeah, that's true. That's like a alcoholocaust or whatever the fuck was in there. Um, oh, very nice. Golf clap for that one. Damn, okay. Bill. Too, too soon? Damn, damn Bill. All right. Yeah. Um, so we, we damn, got, Bill. got the, the sheet two pages, easy to get into. Um, fantastic job. Uh, we went through, and the thing that I loved was immediately you went through, and our first thing we did is uh, we were, so it was called uh, Wrath of the Cons, and we were all actors that had played characters uh, from a short-lived but well-beloved sci-fi series. Uh, ran for three years, was canceled, and 65 to 68 it ran. Um, and then in 77, we're, we're all at this, this uh, sci-fi con, uh, and woo, they can't wait. Space Pioneer, is that right? Yeah, and then so because they're going to be announcing it's going to be a motion picture, so it's going to be a big deal. And so we're all up there, and different people have different thoughts about what it's like to be a, a former cast member of some show. Uh, but as we went through, the first thing that happened was was people in the audience asking questions of the characters, um, and it was great because they were they were the kinds of questions you would get at a convention, but none of them were really covered on your character sheet. So my character. Um, uh, which was uh, I actually wrote some of my little info down uh, which was uh, uh, Melinda Smythe was a, a classically trained actress oh. and was desperately trying to like get her roots back yeah I know like that wow dude that's, I can smell that stuff I know that's coming up uh, come on and, and did not hate, hated being that character was trying to get her from the character and so everyone only called her by her character name and when the nerd in the audience stepped, it was like, oh, oh, Cora, Cora. So I know everyone here would love to hear your catchphrase from the series. And I glanced down, and it's like, there's no fucking catchphrase written on this thing. I guess I'm making up a catchphrase, <laughs> right? And the thing that was great about that is that none of it was, uh, was heavy lifting as role-playing, but immediately got you into your vibe of your character, which I thought was awesome. I'm totally seeing that. Um, system's super fun. Uh, it was great, and uh, I said, if you guys come to the podcast, I'm going to talk about your fucking game. So uh, that's me talking about. It. So uh, you should buy it if you don't have it. I'm going to buy it, um, and uh, <laughs> and and I and it's really funny because you, you get a lot of systems like GURPS that are very broad based, right? They're universal role playing systems. I actually love the laser focus of like it's 1977, bitch, get into it, right? And it was just like that is what it's about, and the. Uh, Can you come, come up you here, please? come up and talk. Yeah, you should come up. Oh, yeah. We can't hear you without a mic, sorry. Right. Well, our, we can our, hear you. Our tens of listeners won't know about what right. you're saying, game system. And what, what's your name? And hold up, hold up. We're, we're a partner team. Okay. Perf- I love that fucking shirt. It's awesome, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, you got a really great shirt, too. I did, thanks. Yeah. I heard they don't make these anymore. They don't. Somebody told me today. They ran out of fabric because they only make them in, like... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> before you guys, before you guys go into your system too much, I just want to say that I sat in the same room as you did twice. Yep. And uh, the way you ran your game was amazing. At at my other games that I was playing in, which were great games and awesome, and they were totally engaging, but I found myself turning around and looking at you as you were running around the table and playing a different character every single spot you were at around the table. And it was, uh, you had, uh, you know, multimedia, you had music going and everything. And it was, it was really awesome. I mean, I was really impressed with what you were doing up there. Who Just knew from in high school that this bad behavior that basically would send me to detention, like talking in different voices and getting right? up and running around, would actually prove to be useful later in life, huh? Well, I was, well, I was it's not useful. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was going to send you to detention because I was playing other games, but uh, I, I didn't. Attitude so. is hampering progress. I just had to. <laughs> no, uh, so uh, this particular, uh, would you? Oh, I'm sorry, I never answered your question. That's Bob. I'm Dave. We're Bob and Dave. We're the guys who made Spirit of 77. Uh, hi, how are you? Hey. Hi, Bob and Dave. So uh, Spirit of 77 as a game actually started, I'd probably say two years ago? Two years. Two years ago. Bob's the quiet guy. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, you, you two start. years ago. All right. And so, so we actually started running the game here at Strategicon about two years ago. And um, we've run a lot of different scenarios over the time. The one that he ran today was brand new. We actually made it as a, uh, as a favor to a uh, convention in Louisiana. They wanted, it was, right, it was right as we released the game, they wanted something special. And we foolishly volunteered to write a new scenario just for them in like a couple of weeks. And uh, we whipped it up and got it out to them. And they had a great time. So we've been uh, bringing it around to other conventions. And, and really, StrategicCon, we've been to like the last uh, seven or eight, I guess. Yeah. And and we've run the game and always had a great response from players here. Last night, the game that we ran was, uh, the Friday night game was a game called Cruise Ship of the Damned. And that's the one that we've been playing a lot. Basically, it's like the love boat gone horribly wrong. <laughs> and player, and both those games are, are specific for conventions because they're pre-gens. And so last night's game, uh, you had a, a character not unlike Colonel Sanders. <laughs> And then, who was our vigilante who shot a lot of people? Um, we had a leader of a cheer, of a the Texas Tornado cheerleading squad who had her cheerleaders there as, as also available. And uh, Gemini, the the David Bowie s character. And so basically, things go wrong very fast aboard the the cruise ship. And today, as I said, was the one shot with the crew of. Star Trek, or at least the cast, and then tomorrow we have another one that we're running, The Secret Adventure. Wow, no crowd ooh on that? Come on, I'll say it again. Ooh. There you go. That's what we want. And, and Radio! <laughs> <laughs> also, our, our good friend Mike Leader is running a Spirit of 77-themed LARP tomorrow evening, what? and uh, if, if you want to see me dressed in a fabulous outfit... Then oh, oh, um, yeah. actually, you should, ah, you should show up tomorrow night. Tomorrow, I'm playing one of the main characters in the book, El Fantasmo, who is the luchador king and international banker of the city. <laughs> please, please no, no, tell no, no, this makes sense because basically, in one of his adventures, he found a whole lot of pirate gold in South America and decided he was going to give back to his fantasmigos and put Fantas a bank Migos. in the city. So basically, it is the one bank in the city that is not robbed because if at any moment you'll just get an elbow drop and that's it. So right there, and that's the character I'm playing because I want to be more subtle this time. The bank security system. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right. The Please. bank security system has to be like just a turnbuckle in the corner. 
So well, obviously, tell- a super serious game system, too, by the way. So it's like hardcore. Please, please tell me you'll be wearing a luchador mask, too. And matching tie. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and every so often, you know, you've got to do the, you know, the Randy Orton pose. Also, the, the thing I thought was great in the game is that every uh, it, it, the, the playing became infectious. I don't know how many people are on that table. It felt like some of them were uh, repeat offenders yeah. in the system. Um, but uh, there was one character that, uh, I don't know what the actual, what their, who they were in the show, but it was Pat. <laughs> who, uh, can you talk a little bit about like, what the idea behind the character was? It was the, the idea behind Pat is, is we wanted a character who we could have be uh, an ambiguous gender. So she, he or she is the, cow, is the, the leader of the uh, fan club for the, for the TV show. And much like uh, the 501st uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Stormtrooper group, they wear their armor all the time at the show. And so you never actually find out what Pat looks like underneath the armor. Everything is filtered through, through the, the, the voice modulator. So after everything they say, they click. <laughs> right. And the thing I thought was fantastic is, um, uh, and I, the player's not here, but the, the, the guy who was playing Pat was killing me because he was a complete fanboy for the actor who played the captain. And the captain would say, oh, oh remember in uh, season one, episode 17? And the guy would go, psh, like my father's dying word, sir, psh. And you're like, <laughs> just out of nowhere, like no matter what it was. And that changed every time, whatever it was. Um, and, it, and it just it was, became very infectious. So it was really easy to like just buy into the, the system. So. That's it. I just wanted to give you guys a shout out on the show. No, thank you. Is this something that's available for purchase somewhere online, maybe, or anything? Why, yes, it is, as a matter of fact. Just to tell all of you here. (laughs) See, that's what he does when he's around his games. It is. See that? That's what it does. You can find us actually on Drive Through RPG, and our website is spiritof77game.com. We are also on Facebook of Spirit of 77 Game. We are on Twitter on Spirit of 77 Game. And for anybody here work at Google? Well, we're on Google Plus, so you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> oh, and they have, <laughs> Stu, they've got stickers. Oh, we do got stickers. That's cool. It's, it's like we're we're like professionals at this or something. <laughs> Not just two yokels who came up with a goofy idea. Big one sticker. From my face. From my face. You have to put so, it on my face. What, what I wanted to point out is that you guys started running this game about the exact the same time as I started running RPGs. Okay. Um, so, uh, since I started running, the most most amazing positive feedback I've gotten consistently from any one game in this in this department has been from your game. I have never sit, ha- heard anybody say anything. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped my fan. <laughs> I, I've never. Every time I talk to somebody that played in one of your games, it has some has had amazing feedback and really enjoyed the crap out of it. So, you know, whatever you're doing, you're doing it very right. And that's feedback from dozens of people that I've heard talking about your game. So, uh, thanks so much for participating. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming up. Really good. Kurt. Stork, did you want some of that drink? You coming up here? No, I'm, gonna, I'm following Stork. I'll be back in a minute. I, I think he wants some. 
Stu and Stork are gone because they're going to go to the bathroom. It's great. <laughs> okay, um, so this is... Oh, oh. Oh, David, David oh, wants to try really? Da- really? No, no. David do, do you okay, value your you liver? You really? Yeah. Seriously? Real quick. Oh, gross. Before you try this, every time Dave has burped, I have smelled it. It's still there. It is still, still there. there. So, Bob, he'll come back and share it with you when he's done, obviously. I believe it. <laughs> there you go. Like how you poured him a healthy fucking shot, too. That's, that's nice. Yeah, that's... Yeah, well, that's what we all got. Okay. Except for Kimmy. That, I'm not dumb. It's just... I, it, Salud. It's nice knowing you. Oh, yeah. That is good. Oh, come on! Oh, you are such that, a bullshitter! He's a good actor. He's a good actor. I call bullshit! That's you're like, oh, no, that's totally fine. You're back, you're like, oh. He's running back to the corner to throw up, I think. I know you'll be crying in your room later. Because because Tim's going to come by. He knows you'll be crying in your room later. Because I'm going to need a shoulder to cry in after that shit. I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is <laughs> this is Kurt, Hannah, yeah, and uh, so do it, Kurt. Just go, power through. <laughs> Just go. Just talk. Dave will shut up. So Friday night, I pl- I ran another uh, Vampire the Masquerade game. Uh, yeah, we had yeah. several of my players in here. Um, That's that system that Tim used to really be into, but he's going to switch. Yeah, I'm totally going to switch my play by post forum game. Oh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. yeah, I'm going to switch it over to. Um, Dave was telling me about a, 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 a Rift system that uses vampires. It's going to be Rift. That is cool. There's a source book. Right there, Bruce. You, you right there. Fun, huh? No. Nasty, 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 sweaty. No, it's all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing. When Stu sweats so much that the earphones are like putting two athletic supporters on your head when you wear the, share the headphones. And it smells a little like that, too. Sadly, I know all Thanks. those things are true. <laughs> So uh, the game I ran Friday night was also the game that I ran for the Happy Jacks actual play, which should go up sometime. I think it's scheduled to go up this Wednesday. This Wednesday, okay. So, um, so the the first uh, question that you had, what would I do again uh, in the future? Is um, playtest. Playtest is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wound up running this game twice before this con, once for the actual play, and then. My roommate had friends who had never done this whole throwing dice RPG kind of thing, and she said, hey, you just wrote this module. Would you kindly run the game? And so I wound up running it a second time Um, and encountered new and strange challenges that I hadn't anticipated that hadn't come up during when you played it. So uh, playtest is a wonderful thing. Um, And then uh, something I would uh, not do again. Um, This one I tried to do... Uh, very much theater of the mind. I no mats, no maps, no minis, and uh, in the past I've I've tried to give a little bit more uh, visual aids, as it were, to to the game. And this time I didn't. And um, one bit of feedback I got from my players is um, we were playing this in uh, the, the 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 city that the game was set in was Milwaukee, and. None of us have ever been to Milwaukee, so none of us had any idea what the hell Milwaukee is like. And that, that, so, that's good, they, they, well, yeah, it was actually really advantageous. It was, yeah, it was really advantageous because this is this is what I like to do with my games, regardless of what system. I'll set them in a in a real city that people have heard of but never been to. So I can just say whatever the hell I want about. Oh yeah, it's totally right over here, and nobody can contest that. It's like oh, wait a second. Well, yeah, and it was, it was Milwaukee in 1989 too. So it was, you know, things have changed. Sure, Back when Milwaukee not? was sweet, right? Exactly. So, 
<laughs> so, um, but the 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 bit of advice that I had gotten was maybe just a little a little map of the city to give just general geography. Like, okay, Lake Michigan is over here, and everything else is over here even just that much would probably have been a good thing and that could have been in the the player's packet so i'll probably do that in the future uh the other bit of advice that i took for this one is although he did not play in any of the three versions of this start gave me some advice on condensing down my player packets so um i i really tried to do that as much as possible so that uh the players were not bombarded with way too much information and I hope that that worked, and I'll leave any other comments up to my players. I played in the playtest, and it, I had a lot of Let fun. Let me take that selfie. I, I, I like the playtest so much, I started a vampire game. Yeah. It's a rad vampire game, too. We only had one session. I had fun you know, listening it's gonna to it. It's going to go downhill. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't tell you how fucking distracting your character is in that vampire game, though, dude. <laughs> His fangs, his fangs never go up. They're retracted all the time. So he lifts. I know. So. How could he not? He has to lift because he has fangs all the time. <laughs> They're always there. They're I always like, down. I like how about nine minutes into that actual play, Kimmy says, "I don't think we made characters for the same <laughs> game." That it's like. There's two like fucking comedy characters and two like really dark vampire characters. Well, there was like, one person. First, we will go and eviscerate them, and then I'm doing a soft show. It's like what the fuck? There, there wow. is there is there was there was one player, and I'll leave it to you to guess who it was. Who was not at the group uh, character creation session? I can't imagine who. And if you're not sure, you should listen to the actual play. Who could it have been? Really, have been. I'm wondering who it was. Who was it? <laughs> I'm Rod- Rodney Talbert, a uh, man of incredible beard, and I played in the game. Uh, I try. Unfortunately, um, I ended up taking the leader, and I am very much a murder hobo. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I tried really hard to, you know, actually get some information and everything else before I started <laughs> killing everybody. I, I'm very much a point and shoot person. Um, Unfortunately, that it kind of devolved past there, and uh, I ended up killing a whole lot of people. <laughs> um, I like how Kurt. fucking gleeful you are too. I, 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 you know, I was just, <laughs> I, I murdered. I was just going to say it was really interesting to see the dis, the the difference between how you played that character and how Jib played the character. It was completely opposite. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I'm a murder hobo. It was the same character. Though. Yes, I know. No. So yes, but it was very good. Okay, Jib. Okay. Well, uh, as Kurt said, uh, I played the character in the playtest, and um, while we were not so much murder hobos, uh, there was the point in time where my compatriots murdered a police officer, so I decided that being the leader and, and mind controlly, I would mind fuck the other police officer to make him think that he had killed his partner in a. Um, romantic triangle sort of thing where they were lovers and and let him let him live with that for the rest of his life dominate Ooh, for the good win. idea but yes uh, like i said I, I i generally we ended up uh shooting the werewolf right out the bat and i unfortunately just shot it brilliant did anyone play the israeli assassin uh yes 
Did they did they have a, a shit Israeli accent? No. Like from you don't mess with the Zohan? No, uh, <laughs> really? Jim no. no. was our Israeli assassin. Okay. No, he's good. No, he's good card. He's good. He likes it. Sony Guts? Sony Guts. Sony Guts. Exactly. No, no one did accents. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, and, uh, this is still on, we're on Friday. Are we done with Friday? Any more Friday games? Going once? Going twice? Saturday, 9 a.m. Who ran something? I'll start since I already have the mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I ran a. I ran a moment of tooth. Moment of tooth. That's moment a new of name. Tooth? <laughs> Wait, get 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 Tim to say it in his character's voice. Moment of tooth. That's exactly just what I just did. I know. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I ran a moment have, of. You have to have S's for it to really work for my right. For, that's true. For Scully, I'll change the name of the game. Mo- moment of struth. Struth. Moment of struth. Tooth. Moment of tooth. Anyway, I I um I oh, ran. You a, ran your shitty game system. Go I ran ahead. my shitty game system. <laughs> uh, and I, I ran a, a a combat intentionally ran a combat heavy game, which is not really what the system is intended for, because it is a really gritty game where it's very easy for your characters to die. So, and the last play test I ran of it, I think there was no combat. I couldn't have got, got forced the characters into combat if I had tried because they were too afraid to die because it's easy. The, the previous game, right. I played a poor beer-hauling trucker that got roped into a bad situation and ended up shot like 16 times right. dead and, in one round. Right, like yeah. It was just, no, done. You're dead. Yeah. No coming back, no possible save, no way you can bring that around now. So yeah. then, yeah, in the second game, I was like, no. Oh, I, I changed the, yeah, it, and I ch- changed the mechanic because of that character's death because it was so like that. But um, this game was uh, called Mundane Justice, and the player characters are ordinary people who dress up as superheroes who don't have superpowers and uh-huh. go out into the world to fight crime. And uh, in this particular game, um, uh, police in a certain part of town uh, had been... Uh, taken over or turned into thralls by a vampire, and uh, they were picking up homeless people and taking them away. Uh, and then the party stumbled across uh, upon this information and ended up uh, in a raiding the the uh, penitentiary where the where the uh, vampire was holed up with all of his uh, police and and prison guard thralls. And hilarity did not ensue. The um, the thing thing I would do I would change about the game is I realized as I sat down to the table once all four players were there and got ready to start is I had I had figured out who my bad guy was and I knew what his plans were I knew where he was I knew how that assault was going to go probably um, I'd figured out a bunch of NPCs the players could get to kind of figure out what's happening, all that stuff. I never once figured out how I was going to start the game. (laughs) I had not come up with an opening scene at all. And I sat down and uh, I thought about it when I sat down to start the game. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) I have not figured out how to start the game. And and the players might notice that because I just started kind of... Seeing that this guy walks in and he starts talking to you about that. I mean, I had like completely forgotten that, in hindsight, rather important way that games go, which is how you're going to start them. So that's the thing I would change is I would always remind people, know how your game is going to start. 
Knowing how it's going to end is futile, but that's okay. But really, know what you're going to say. The first words out of your mouth, you should know what they're going to be before you sit down at the table. What, what, whatever happened to the standard... Okay, so y'all meet in a tavern. And well, they were in a Mexican restaurant. Okay, <laughs> same thing. They're, they're you, in, all, you all meet in a cantina. They were in El Fuego number two. <laughs> if you listen to the old moment of truth thing. Uh, and what I liked about it, hmm... Mm, Great I, game system. You love that. I was just uh, going to say I, I was still. very happy with the, how fast the combats went by and how quickly they resolved. Most of the combats were resolved in one or two turns. The only time it really didn't happen is when the players were finally confronted by people with guns. And they're behind a steel door and they're like, we're not going to go through that door. There's people with guns in there. They might get shot. Look at I got punched in the nose and look what it did. No, So th- that... <laughs> that... that, that um, and that, there was a lot of stalling and a lot of let's try this and let's open the door and throw something in and see if that makes them stop shooting. <laughs> and it would for a little bit, like flashbangs and uh, like tear gas and stuff like that. Pikachu. Right, exactly. Sure, throw something in there. So, but I was, I, the, the, the game system did what it was supposed to do. So, and, and that's probably the, I'm going to run another uh, a similar but different scenario tomorrow. And then it's, I built the game to be a gritty game system, more for like a horror game, mm-hmm. um, and that's what it will go back to. But I, every time I've tried to run it with um, a gritty, a gritty scenario with it, I can't get anyone to fight anyone because they, they're too afraid. So this, I made them superheroes who are not right in the head. Everyone's a little, you know. Well, anyone who's going to dress up in a mask and go out and fight crime in real life is. I'm right here. Dude. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone who played in the game is here, if they want to say anything about it. Anyone has any feedback? No? No? All right. They're all too afraid because this is your stu- show. Huh? <laughs> They're all too afraid because this is your show. No, I, I, no, I, <laughs> I, I welcome negative. I love negative feedback. It's my favorite thing. I, I would say something, but I didn't play it. So All right. Uh, you should just give them negative feedback anyway. It was, you know what? I thought that was bullshit this morning. So okay. I, <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't have a way to start the game. I said that was stupid. Table, what were you were thinking? Like, uh, yeah, some people talked to me, and I'm fuck off. Where do you? <laughs> you know, you, you know, know what? Really you know what? Let me tell you, Stu. Where do you guys want to start? Doesn't always work. Okay. <laughs> All right. I even I even told you how to start the game before I left the room, and you, and you didn't do it. I know the, the elevator. Everyone's yeah, stuck in an two, elevator. Two of the players were stuck in the elevator. And I said you should start the game saying you're stuck in an elevator. Just because half your people would have been like, oh, oh damn, fuck. <laughs> right. Although, to be fair, I think that would kind of be an amazing modern era take on the you're all in a bar. Yeah. It would be like the, okay, you're in an elevator with a bunch of random people and it gets stuck between floors. Um, and, uh, and now there's zombies. God damn it. Why did I take claustrophobia as a, fu- as a fault? <laughs> all right. Uh, who else ran, ran something on Saturday? Saturday. Jib, go, Jib. Jib it. Go, Jib. West Coast guru, Jib. <laughs> uh, because I can't seem to get enough of running games, this morning I ran uh, Zombie Mall in Savage Worlds, uh, which is a game I have run before in Hero, and I wanted to see how the game would run in a different game system. Uh, so ran it in Savage Worlds, and among the things that I would say went really well was moving it to Savage Worlds. 
no, because not so changing game systems was a good idea. Changing wow, game systems changing was game systems idea. was a good idea. Yes. What do you think of that, Bruce? <laughs> okay, changing well, game okay. systems worked out well for Jib. What do you think, huh, Bruce? Okay. <laughs> when, when you get done beating up Bruce. <laughs> okay, the game worked beautifully in Hero, but the thing that made it work in Savage Worlds was I took out the ability to soak damage. Yes. I, I, I ran it gritty damage. and yes. Why would you change the system? The system is good the way it is. Why are you trying to fix things? It's not broken. Play the game Sa- the way it's supposed to be played. Use all the rules and maybe it'll work right. Savage uh, Worlds that's is, in the rules. Sa- Savage Worlds is perfect. <laughs> that's in the rules. All right. <laughs> um, but the very first die roll made in the game was a zombie attack on a player character, resulting in two wounds. Yep. Fuck. And a character immediately infected with the zombie virus. Yay. That character did not succumb to the virus until the epilogue yep. of the game. Um. The, the thing I would do differently is more, um, as I would have actually made it darker than I did. Um, so if anybody's here who played in it, um, well, Tim. Dude, you'd make it darker? Yep. You killed a little girl in the first 10 minutes. That's pretty fucking dark, man. Okay. Um, Wait, not only, she, hold on. She not only, it. She not only did it. he kill a little girl. <laughs> He brought her back as a zombie that inflicted those first two wounds in the first ten minutes of the game. Yep. That's pretty dark. Um, well, um, okay, they're in, the, they're in the Beverly Center. Um, Wait, you were in the Beverly Center and you'd make it darker? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's okay because the, the And theme- a bomb goes off in the food court, pitching the whole place into darkness. And one of the characters is a... Uh, this this is actually for Kimmy's benefit. Is a mid twenties uh, age school elementary school teacher. Mid yeah. twenties. Elementary school teacher. <laughs> elementary school teacher. Remember your mid twenties. And she turns around. Absolutely. And there's a little girl what, what standing were they there, clutching a doll in one hand, and her mother's severed hand in the other. That's going, mommy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's how the game started. <laughs> And he wants to make it darker. And that was the tribute to you. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Um, I'm so proud so, to have inspired that. No, actually, it was Stu that inspired that. It was just, yeah. you know. It, it, it was, it was thinking about an elementary school teacher um, that prompted that particular character. So, uh, did you have anything else? Because, I mean, you're the only person who played it who was here. Uh, Comments, thoughts, observations? So... Um, I love the whole zombie genre. I'm a big fan. And I've never played in the zombie mall game, so I thought, awesome. Good way to start off my con. Uh, it, was a, it was a really fun game. Um, I got to play a... Um, well, I was a, a black preacher from Compton. I know, we can hear it from the other table. <laughs> I had to compete with him! <laughs> yeah, no, I know. The more I, s- I was the Reverend so and so. I don't remember quite his name. Quentin but, uh, Jacobson. That's right. I was the Reverend Quentin Jacobson, and uh, every time I said something about the Lord, it came out sounding more and more like Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I say, I say. Um. 
Hey, boy, I say, I say, I say. Mm. I, I will say that by the end of the game, we did have three player characters infected with the zombie virus. And oh, wow. I was not. It's because Jesus was watching over you. That's right, because the Lord was keeping out for his servant. Did you take everybody out to see Warriors, which is a Christian film, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was playing at the Compton Theater, because every, for some reason... Everybody in the game wound up being from Compton, and we were all at the Beverly Center. Uh, uh, that worked out. <coughs> so does this take place at night or the daytime? Uh, daytime. Isn't Great. Beverly Center outdoor an outdoor mall? No. no. It isn't? What am I th- what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, Century. You're thinking of the Century flea market Pla- that they run at no. that drive-in? Is it Century, Century Plaza, maybe, that I'm thinking uh, yeah, of? Okay, all right. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Uh, any, Saturday, 9 a.m.? Who do? Get up there. Get on up. I want to see if he does a Scottish accent this time. He's good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do a Scottish accent, even though I do have Scottish heritage. I'm shit. So, to, the oh, shit, shit, shit accents. No, um, that's actually one of the things I changed from my game this morning. Don't put accents in if you can't do them. Because all your players will be disappointed. <laughs> I'll say, well, I'll say, I didn't I'll say whatever say it, you mean. <laughs> But we're not all retired British Army officers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say retired or retarded? I couldn't hear that. <laughs> well, if you spoke the proper English. <laughs> uh, so this morning I ran the second of my three games because I'm crazy and not only do I fly out all the way, I come with multiple games to play. Uh, Demon Hunters, which is a comedy horror game from the people that made the gamers movies Um, oh right on so it's just in the beta at the moment that's available for free and it should probably be out by the end of the year Um, it's a fake derivative um, but the big change is they've got rid of the fake dice and put back polyhedrals so it plays similar with all the aspects but much more variability with your rolls as Stork found out, I did not believe he could not roll for shit, but he cannot <laughs> roll for shit. <laughs> Everyone thinks we make that up, and then you play in a game no, with them, and you're it like, it is true. Utterly true. <laughs> but the big advantage of the system is one of the things they've added is when you roll ones, you get the equivalent of fate points. So Stork oh, was shit. stockpiling. Stork's like a fucking <laughs> Damn, I was gonna fate say, point you... hoarder. He's like, I'm going to put more in my house. More fate points, he was motherfucker. Building he cities and shit out of them. fate points. It was just a pile so, of fate um, points with Stork, a dead cat. It was I think, <laughs> is that your badge right there that oh, fell? Yeah. yeah. So Wow. I thought you said something entirely different. <laughs> 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 what the hell could I have said? Let's keep going. So, yeah. Scenario. Basically... The, the team will work for a secret agency that are the forces of good fighting the force of evil. They're just not competent most of the time. So we had, in the player characters, we had an anime fire princess Yay. that was continually getting changed in slightly obscure camera angle shots. Um, we had a sarcastic, no sense of humour investigative police officer that was obsessed with wear kittens. Was that Stork? No. And we had an undead scientist that killed herself to reanimate herself so that she didn't have to sleep. Ah! That was Stork. Was that Stork? Yeah. (laughs) And... I would totally do that. I know. Yeah. It made perfect sense. But uh, Stork, I think, 
dove straight into the aspects because his first action on the top of a rooftop building where they're fighting a group of cultists. It was, it was just a, here's how the system works scene. Stork, his first action, he grabs the cultist leader and jumps off the building. <laughs> yeah. So, straight into how, do, how does the system work? Um, as I said, what would I change? I'd learn how to do accents. We had a, we had a fun scene where I introduced um, 1940s gangster merfolk. Basically, at some point in the 40s, a submarine had gone down and they'd been inspired by the gangsters that were apparently on a, new, <laughs> on a submarine. Because everyone in England thinks <laughs> America's full of gangsters. Yeah, yeah, see, listen here. Listen here, I'm going to slap you with my fin. I'm going to slap you with my fin, yeah, see? Every time I tried to do an accent, it... It just was an utter failure. So, yeah, do not put accents if you're not willing to do ooh, them. Oh, you dirty carp. In terms of what went really well... <laughs> the, I mean, the system flows, but just, as I say, whenever ones happen, you get fate points, but you can also just put in complications, and it just flows so well. They roll the ones. They still succeed on the action if they roll high enough, but there's a cost, yeah. and it's just um, not something that a lot of other systems do. I mean, obviously, there's the whole Powered by Apocalypse crap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, 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 I sorry. <laughs> I do enjoy those games. I've just listened to Hivemind a bit too much. <laughs> do, they, do they still call it Fate Points, or do they still call the system no, Fate? They, or? they call it Faith Corp, as in C-O-R-P, as in... But just as the pun, to, it sounds slightly sent, and it's faith points rather than fate points. Ah. But I completely kept calling no, it fate points. Do. No, no, because fate's all open in that. And there's demon dice as well. And the other thing that I really like is the demon dice. <coughs> Whenever the players get faith points, the GM gets demon dice that they can spend to do special shit. And I really should have used them a lot more because by the end of it, I had a cup full of dice that I just hadn't used. I <laughs> yeah, partially because Stork gave me six of them in a single roll. <laughs> so, Stork, what's some feedback Sorry. on the game? Uh, uh, well, first of all, don't, don't go anywhere. First of all, uh, this is supposed to be a fake game, which is supposed to be, uh, we were discussing this, it's, it's very narrative, right? And it's supposed to be sort of uh, dice light, or everybody thinks it's all sort of story-driven. There were more dice in this game than a hero game. I <laughs> swear to God, he had a cup full of dice. We had all of our dice out in front of us. He had stacks of dice around him. Everybody dumped their dice bags out. I don't know what this whole fate is now. It's all easy. It's all No, there were more dice on this table than I've ever seen in any other game. Yeah, fate is crunchy. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> The truth comes out. It's narrative, <laughs> but crunchy. Oh my god. It, it, it is very crunchy, and, and I'm not necessarily sold on fate yet because the, the, it never goes away. I'm looking at aspects on the table. I'm right. looking at my dice. I'm looking at the red dice he's got, and I'm constantly thinking about how I can manipulate all of those dice to get me one or two more so I can make a, a, a better action. It's const- and Yes, that affects the narrative, but I'm constantly looking at the numbers and constantly trying to figure out what I can do, and many times we're stretching the narrative. Like, I'm going to use my, my supercharged tugboat uh, to increase my accuracy because I'm, I'm, I'm closing in on the guy. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Which is completely not what's going to happen because those face points are sitting there and we're looking at them and we're like, we got to use them. So it, it's that, that, that mechanic never goes away. It's always there in front of you. However, you still made it 
unbelievably fun. We had a great time. It, it, you come up with the wackiest things, and you ran with everything that we threw at you, too, including my bad rolls. He, he, even he was like, that's four ones. <sighs> that's, well, that's great. Do you, want, do you want me to give you more dice, or do you want me to just leave now? Well, you're right. Nope. <laughs> Nobody... You're, you're right. Nobody could do accents in your game. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, great system. And as I say, it's online. T- check it out. Uh, probably out. It but then. It's called Demon Hunters, A Comedy of Terrors. Okay. Nice. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, go. Uh, so I ran a 9 a.m. game. Uh, I ran uh, The Journey of the Savage Six, which is an L5R game. Uh, I actually had one person at the table say, did I read that right? It's L5R Orcs? And I said, yes, yes. So uh, I made up the Warsword Clan, um, and I stole liberally from uh, Crab Clan and uh, Dragon Clan and one uh, archer group that I found in some strange variant or something, uh, and came up with six different schools, uh, male and female characters for each, because I always like to give people the option. Uh, And basically... They're, uh, if you played L5R, they're kind of like the crabs, so they're the ones that are, have taken on the duty of uh, defending the southern border against the Shadowlands, um, though that falls mainly upon one of the schools and not one of the other Bushi schools. Um, <laughs> too much to live for. Too much to live for. Don't, yeah, don't, don't even drink that thing. Put that away, Kimmy. That's bad. Um, so uh, it, it was uh, uh, something that I would uh, not do, like a fix thing, would, to actually have uh, played the system. Once, <laughs> I, I, w- I felt compelled by, uh, by Mare and her usual... Yeah, I was going to offer you the Mary Burt Consolation Prize for running a system you've ever played in. Yeah, it was great, yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> Since she's not here to, to take it herself. No, I, but it was good. Um, uh, and, and really the only, I think the only thing that really fell uh, astray in that is I did not fully grasp how long a combat would take. Even having listened to the APs, um, so uh, I re- well we we ignore half the rules when we do APs. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> I in, I probably inadvertently ignored half the rules, and we uh, run away a lot. Yeah, and it's yeah, but so uh, but I I so I ran I, I reverted to form after having two cons where I was nailing the four hour mark. Uh, I ran I ran forty five minutes over. Uh, I apologize to all my players who then had 15 minutes like I did to run and try to find a sandwich or some other stupid fucking thing to eat before your 2 o'clock game. That's right. You're like, oh, yeah, I, showed up, I showed up at my at my next game, the Spirit of 77 game. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, I, just, oh, I can't wait to play your game. Oh, I'm jamming a sandwich in my mouth. Um, the the thing that I think went, uh, went well was um, I, I spent a, a good amount of time um, – Considering the characters as I was making them, trying to give them the advantages and disadvantages of things that, that tried to present a pretty well-rounded character. Um, and one element of that was taking advantage of, a, uh, of an advantage called karmic tie. So in L5R, you can have a karmic tie to another character, which means you are fated to be, uh, to be near that person or to help that person. There's actually a mechanical advantage to it as well. But the biggest thing it did... Um, is as we went through and played, um, every character went around and kind of introduced who they were and then talked about who their karmic tie was with and, and why they had that tie. And it really, um, that, that lasted longer, the kind of everybody getting to know each other's characters at the table, um, but I felt it was really worth it. 
because then everyone had uh, almost this instant built-in background with each other's characters that they talked about at the table as opposed to just having it written uh, on there. So uh, it was good. We, uh, I think it went pretty well. I'd love to hear feedback, and I've got a, at least one or two of the players here. Um, so please come up and tell me how bad or not bad the game was. I didn't play that game, but it was shit. It was shit? You didn't play it, but it was shit? Because Stu would like to hear more of your negative comments. Right. That's all, I'll, I'll, that's, I'll be that guy. Okay, I'll good. Just, yeah. If there's no... Everybody's going to be like, it was fun. I had a good time. It was amazing. I really like this. I really like... No, fuck off. <laughs> okay, so this is Kurt Potts again. Um, this... Uh, this is probably my favorite game from the con. Wow. Um, it's Saturday. See? You got a whole, like, two more days to find something better. Uh, I, I'm in your game again tomorrow. So, uh, Well, there you go. I had never played I had never played L5R before, but I listened to most of the actual plays. Um, so I came really excited. I really wanted to learn the system and play the system. And I, I didn't know anything about how magic worked. So when I sat down at the table, I was going, okay, I'm just going to get the guy with the most swords. And I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> And then one of them was called War Sword, and I was like, that's the one. i got to be that guy. So um, I started reading through it, and I'm like, shit, he's the fucking arrogant guy who's going to jump in there and kill everybody right up. That's everyone I play. I, that's all I play. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll do that. And then I ended up, like, talking more than anyone at the table, and I'm so sorry. Because uh, <laughs> any time there was some time, I was, oh, I'm brash. Oh, I got to jump in there and be the guy. So, Bill, so, you know yeah, so I, I apologize for like talking so much. Um, but the, the karmic connections thing I thought was really neat. And um, the, the reasons that we came up with for why our characters were connected, like I was connected to Chris's character um, because in every great daimyo, there is one of her clan in the background. Right. And so I decided, well, clearly I'm going to be daimyo someday, so I need to keep this woman alive so she's there so I can be a hero. Right, because she's going to make you She's going to make me a hero. It's just part of the package. I need it there. Uh, and then she had a different person that she had to protect, and here's why. I picked a different horse to back because I picked the six-foot-eight guy. <laughs> Not puny little arrogant guy over here. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah. Like you good do. Good for you. Yeah, so that, was, so that was a good thing. He's like, oh, yes, I'm going to protect her because obviously this, she played a steel shaper, which the whole idea is they find an opportunity or a problem. They find an orc, and they believe there's greatness in every orc that can be elevate them to legendary status through steel. And we'll put them together. And he, and being a war sword, and it's the war sword clan, obviously that would be you. Obviously. So the steel shipper is like, oh, yeah, that's great. So the oath taker over here, that guy <laughs> is amazing. And he's the shit. And so that, that led to some interesting uh, actions. in this. That was really fun. And so me and the guy who played the oath taker kept going back and forth. And I, there was one big guy at the end that we had to fight. And so we Rochambeaued for who got to duel him. <laughs> It was it was such a fun game. I had I had a great time, and I, I I feel bad that I took up so much screen time in that game, but I, I couldn't shut up. I, ha- I was having too much fun. So here. I think that was kind of inherent in your character. So it was well, who are you and who did you oh, do that I, famous? This is Bruce, and I'm famous for getting really really sauced in the early early incarnations <laughs> of the <laughs> Happy Jacks <laughs> RPG hey, season two episode I'm, nine the pukey I'm, episode. I'm <laughs> really, I never actually puked. I mean, I I, was I, I don't give. Alcohol back. That's wrong. <laughs> That's just wrong, man. Um, I I enjoyed the game quite a bit, and I, I ga- went into the game thinking, okay, I'm going to learn a new system. And the characters you had developed were 
very well developed, I thought. They, they had a lot of options, and they were effective characters, and you had a diverse set of characters. And if you ever want to learn a game system, pick the mage. That's, that's a great way to go right into it, yeah. But, um, but I was very curious about how the, the magic system worked in that game, and so I was... I felt you were very brave, because I said, if anybody picks the Shugenja, and I let people have the opportunity to take multiples of others. So there could have been two Oath Takers or two War Swords. And Bruce was like, oh, no, no I'll, I'll take the Shugenja. And I was like, great. And then I handed him an entire separate booklet book. printout. Here are all the spells. You get this many slots of these many ranks. Well, Just remember, also- the Shugenja, they never bathe alone. <laughs> Noted, ladies. Um, so, the... Uh- ladies... <laughs> No, but but it, it it worked out well with the character concept that that he had a tendency to basically go into a trance and zone out while other people were well, well during idle time, and so as I was totally role playing that, I'm frantically looking through the spell book and learning the magic system. So it worked out in that sense. So he was talking a lot, and other people had a lot of action, and I was studying the system. I I was happy for the opportunity to do that. So thank you. I, I appreciate the fact that um, the 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 character that Bruce played, the Void Walkers, had. Uh, they have like uh, there's a a disadvantage that basically you're cursed and so one of them was he's a, a bad eye so he's like one <laughs> white eye and one normal eye and then he also has a countenance about him that's very discomforting and they helped a peasant in the road and so Bruce is like I will look at the the brigands that they defeated and he takes the few cop few shitty little Search coins the they have he searches them and takes their coins and goes to the peasant and he's like oh do you have children and the guy's like oh <laughs> He's like, take care of them. And then he holds up the coins, and Bruce says, I slowly drop them one by one. And, his hand. and the guy's like, oh. <laughs> Just freaking out, holding his hands like, oh, oh, my God, please don't touch me. Don't look at me. So it was good. You, like, you, you jumped right into that. I appreciate it. Was, that. It was difficult to do the... the the thing I wanted to do, which was every time he'd talk, he was like, "Yeah, you're rolling your eyes back in your head, which is really fucking creeping yeah, yeah. me out." <laughs> I, I wasn't I'd, sure whether you were like role playing or really enjoying the character. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I was, yeah. I was balls deep in that character, but it was a you, fun time. You can, you can enjoy your character, just don't enjoy <laughs> your character. This is Chris. I'm usually famous for walking around in a Thor helmet, but I didn't bring it out this time. It's in my car. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like many people in the game, it was my first time playing L5R. Um, learning new systems on the fly is not really a strength of mine, but I, I got the mechanics pretty... I like that whole roll X, keep Y thing. Um, uh, my character, Kilika, was a monk. And... Uh, <laughs> I called her Queen of the Disads because I missed, like, most of the last combat because, well, I had four disadvantages and three of them were put into play, and so I was not terribly helpful. <laughs> had a drinking problem, something of a sex problem, and I had this moon thing where I lost control of I, my there, body. There really wasn't a sex problem <laughs> on your sheet. I think you added that. What I like, what I like uh-huh. is, you, like... You, you, you had a drink, yes, you liked the sake, that's true, and you had Lord Moon's Curse, which basically, and it happened to happen on the full moon, and you missed your roll, and then it was like, you don't have to follow the rules of Bushido, you can do whatever you want, and you, then you took it where you wanted. Projection much? What I liked on the character sheet, I'm ignoring Belle right now, is that I, it says I have this fascination with horses, and right after that it says lechery, I'm like, ew, ew. Wow. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. wow. Oh, you're right. I did give that character lecture. I apologize. Yeah. So wow. it, was like a, it was like a Catherine the Great kind of thing? I thought. That, I think I could have gone there. Yeah, I think the idea behind the monk character was like, your whole goal, the monk's whole goal is to make every, like there's greatness in every orc and try to make every orc great. And then I gave that the disadvantages of lechery, alcoholism, for whatever reason, fascination with horses. <laughs> Read into that what you will. Because I gave one of the other characters an absolute fear of horses. So I was hoping that would come up, right? Be- because uh, let your, the, tru- be- the truth seeker who would never ride a horse because he feared them. Uh, and then Lord Moon's Curse, which basically on a full moon you have to roll uh, against a target number. And if you don't hit it, um, basically you can do whatever the fuck you want because the next morning you won't remember it. And I didn't take... I didn't take uh, control away from the player. It was like, oh, yes, whatever you do, you can ignore the rules of Bushi, uh, Bushido and you can just do whatever you want because you won't remember. So, I mean, and I could have acted, or my character could have acted dishonorably or whatever. I chose to stagger out kind of in the <laughs> last bits of combat and do some stuff. And we also got to say taint every five minutes, which is fun. That's the best part about it. <laughs> yes, for those of you who are 12 years old still, like myself, <laughs> every time somebody would say taint, Chris and I would look at you and go, and at the end, Chris, you, you, didn't, you didn't tell the best part. Oh, okay. At the end, th- th- we had to face somebody who was tainted in the Shadowland, and she, she had a <laughs> she had a special ability to remove that, and, and she was able to like suck Ow. that out. So she, it ended yeah, up ow. with her. The end of the game, she sucked the taint out of him. <laughs> <laughs> That was like the first 12 episodes of our L5R game. The first 12 episodes of the L5R game. I knew how important it was to have taint in the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seven months of playing L5R, and it never stopped being funny. No. Every time. I think that might might have the taint. Why? Any any more Saturday 9 a.m. games? Anyone going once? Oh, oh, go. Timmy! Hello, I'm Kimmy. Um, I ran a Wild Talents game because I love Wild Talents. Woo-hoo. Um, it was set in the Star Wars universe, and I. S- Woo! Oh, wow. <laughs> I like Star Wars. Which is a property of Disney, by the way. No. <laughs> Um, Force Friday, in case you missed it, you can still go online and maybe find a BB. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's fine. (laughs) That's actually how I got the idea. Uh, I actually had a completely different game planned, and I was sort of like not sold on it, but I had it planned, and I had to do the con. And then I was sitting at home last night and looking at all the Force Friday stuff, and I was like, that's the best idea ever. I'm not going to sleep tonight. It'll be fine. (laughs) Um, So I rewrote most of my game last night, um, and... uh, the, I, if you haven't heard about my games before, I was like messing with the players at the beginning. So people come down, they sit at the table, they pick their character based on not knowing anything about them. Sometimes if I'm really feeling generous, I'll have like a symbol for them to kind of figure out, oh, this might be the healer, this might be the tank. I don't know what that means at all. I'm going to sit here. It'll be great. Um, today they actually got nothing because I started redoing my game at 8 o'clock last night. Um, so they just basically sat down with blank pieces of paper and they knew there was a character under there. Um, and we started the game. I just started describing and I'll let them if they want to share how I started the game. And then partway in, they got to flip over their characters and they found out they were all droids. Um, so, which was very interesting. Um, and uh, that was totally inspired by the little robot guys that everyone's been flying around Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Everyone wants their cat to chase those little robots. I feel really bad for the little robots. Um, But yeah, so then they went through. um, I had a really... I love doing that. That's my favorite thing about all my games is kind of that twist at the beginning, um, forcing the characters to kind of 
or the players to kind of think on their feet, kind of adapt, bring a character to life. It's like Um, a reverse M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it's like like the beginning. Welcome to the game. Here's a twist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now play it. Yeah. You didn't like that twist? Fuck off. (laughs) You're here for four hours. You signed up. Screwed. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is, actually. Yeah. Um, in my mind, um, I'm pretty evil. Uh, the thing um, I would have liked a little bit uh, to change a little bit about the game was I would have liked to maybe balance. Uh, I had planned it out in another way. The players really thought on their feet, and I I don't like to say no, so I went with it. And some of it was stuff I hadn't planned, but they did a really great job. And I wish that there had been a little bit more even distribution of things for the characters to take care of. I'd given some characters abilities that were totally going to be super useful and the thing I had planned. And then they went to a different planet than I'd expected and things went different. And I was like, right. Well, and in the end, everybody ended up being really useful in the final combat, which I was pleased with. But yeah. So that's my game. My players, yeah, if anyone wants to say anything. You don't have to. You don't, you don't know. All you, you don't know is let you start first. So somehow, this is Kurt again, um, one of the three, uh, and somehow Matt Fuller here and I wind up in Kimmy's games and, and various other ones with strange connections. We're, we're Dragon Brothers. We're, we, it, goes, <laughs> it goes way back. We're Dragon yeah. Brothers. And, yeah. and they are really useful because every single time they're in a game together, they end up fighting each other at some point before an actual combat happens. So everybody gets to see how Wild Talents combat happens before we actually get into it. Oh, yeah, it's great. Inevitably, they're, like, punching each other or something oh, yeah. ridiculous. No, it's great. It's great. So, yeah, the last last Wild Talents game of yours that I was able to get into was the Kimmy's Been Playing Too Much Skyrim Vikings versus Dragons game, yeah. where we all turned over the folders and we were all the dragons instead of the Vikings. And this time, yeah, blank sheets of paper and... You're in a room filled with trash. You're fairly certain that it's on a spaceship. This is exactly how she starts the game. And so some of us are like, okay, so are we aware that space travel is a thing? There was no context at all. They kind of had to figure it as they go. I didn't announce, hey, this is Star Wars, by the way. Right, no. And it's like, okay, so so space travel is a thing. We have no idea... how we got here we're surrounded by trash we have no idea how long it's been since our last memories were applicable and one of the things i asked for was are there any reflective surfaces so i can see how much i've aged maybe since my last memory and she's like oh wait no <laughs> uh, uh, i had that one totally planned already. Oh, okay all right i was worried that they'd say what does my friend look like and then i'd be like he's a droid <laughs> Wait, like, that was totally know, none of us away. none of us actually come it came up with that no i but yeah definitely like it was a trash heap so none there were no really like polished reflective surfaces that they'd be able to see and it was like all tarnished and messed up so this that is, one i was prepared for this is matt fuller from monkey the cajun useless dribble podcast i the first question i asked was am i intact just to make sure. You yes, know, you are it, intact. It, 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 I kind of drew back on a car accident I had where the first thing I did after my car stopped flipping was yeah. make sure everything worked. Yeah. So then from that point forward, I just, that was, I was intact. Uh, so, I'm hey, what's your joy name? I'm intact. Like, I was in a car accident and something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank no, 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 no. It was, no. <laughs> like, you immediately just check the junk. You're like, all right. <laughs> it, was, it was more to make sure my spine wasn't broken. But, uh, yeah. Well, so, whatever. Your spine. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> the second most important thing. So. But uh, so we start off, and then um, 
you know, once we realize we're droids, we find out we're on a ship, you know, that's being crewed by Bothans, and it's under attack by the Imperials, and almost immediately the life support system goes out, so now we're on a ship full of dead Bothans being chased by the Imperials. And uh, so I early on decided that since we didn't have any, you know, masters or owners, that I was automatically part of the droids' rights movement. (laughs) So... Which is totally canon, by the way. So, um, so that was that was kind of my whole angle, and that all organics lied, and all organics needed to die. Yeah. So this kind of made a. I added my own complication into the thing. Oh, and I and my passion was interpretive dance. So, um, which actually droid. came into play multiple times. It really did. It actually did. Well, I, you know, I look at my character sheet and it's like I have performed five D in dance. Can, well, fuck can, it, I got to make this happen. Can you so. explain how your droid did the interpretive dance? Can you maybe show us? No. A sample of the interpretive dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, hang it. Wait, hang on. No, yeah, let's all get our phones out. Let's let's do that again. Wait and interpretive dance. So, so, so are you interpreting? Are you a swan? There, are you a swan? Are you? Are you? No, I'm a murder bot. A murder. Yeah. Oh, nice, so, nice. It's gonna be the most goes, fucked up so. gif I ever put on my Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted. So, so um. And then, Elspeth, you were... Uh, what was I? You were the lifter droid. Uh, I was I was there to move things. I was just really... I was the guy from the moving company. And I had a stint in a mining company where I was sold off after I was no longer a good mover of things. My passion is lifting things with my anti-gravity power. <laughs> so... It was very useful. I, I love the fact that like that was your passion... Like I can't wait to lift. <laughs> no, I just want to lift. Do you even I lift, lift something you even so lift? bad? Oh, she owned it. She owned it. At one point, Did you even at one lift, po- bro. Fuck yes, I lift. I live to lift. <laughs> at one point, we were in a, a cantina on a on a planet, and this is when the interpretive dance and lifting came into play because then it became droid du soleil, <laughs> which which was amazing. It just yes, totally it happened. This totally That's happened. right. El- Elspeth has a drawing of it. It's and awesome. that was lifting for fun and profit. It was the only time we made any money during no, the game. No, no, no. Kurt, Kurt. It was the only time I Kurt saw any money. money. It's because I, the money I made, I paid our debts and then kept the rest. <laughs> so we, we land we land on this on this in the spaceport in in this really fucked up freighter ship that we barely made it to the planet and and so um some of the constables come to collect the fees for us being in port and the little the little uh droid outside uh our little protocol droid was like oh my master will be right back and i come out on the on the ramp at this point and they're like where's your masters i'm like and i and first thing popped my head was like this ship is under quarantine because of bothan mange (laughs) and so this became the thing anytime we encountered where the human bothan mange and then uh, our medical droid, Mike over there, it, it just, it started, as soon as I say Bothan Mange, because well, all the Bothans were dead, right? So he's like, it's 100% fatal. <laughs> so, 100% mortality rate. So, and then, and then, and Kimmy's like, well, roll. And I roll and I ho- lie horribly. And then, but, so, no, but then the medical droid, Mike, the medical droid, he rolls a persuasion and completely convinces everybody. So they're like, fuck. Both and mange. That shit's <laughs> fucked up. So, uh, so we go on from there. And so the whole... Yeah, well, yeah, med- to, even to the point that in the end game, when he's blocking the entrance to the rebel base and there's a bunch of stormtroopers, he's like, 
This building's under quarantine because of Bothan Mange. And the, and the stormtroopers, like, literally stopped. And they're like, fuck, dude. Do our, do our, do our respirators work for Bothan Mange? I don't know, man. So He rolled really well. He rolled like, really fucking shit. well. So. Okay, the stormtroopers stop. Okay. <laughs> so they, they start having to, should we contact Medbay? Because I don't know if my respirator's going to cover that. I don't know. I haven't heard that. And then he's like, 100% mortality rate. And they're like, well, shit. <laughs> Was so. there what was and there was but there was something the droids had isn't that correct Yes What did the droids have uh, Do you guys want to oh. What do we have The droids had the plans many bothans died <laughs> <laughs> But in fact They didn't die any, they just they just died in front of us There wasn't anything we could do but stack them in the cargo hold yeah. and leave them on some godforsaken oh, outer rim planet Yeah oh So, so they had had Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we so but we between fo- the six droids they had split up between them the plans to the second Death Star. So many Bothans had died to yeah. get them again. the plans. Again. Again. Only these again. ones just, you know, Part mage. Two. Bothan mage. Yeah. It's Bothan Bad mage. shit. It's like so. <laughs> That's I would like to say I actually really appreciate the lack of options that you gave us as to character choice because I'm a lazy improviser. And I want somebody to tell me what it is I'm supposed to be improvising, not make me choose who to improvise, and then make me do the improvising. So when you improvise, you want a script? <laughs> no, I want a setup. When someone serves me a drink, okay. I want it in a glass. I don't want to have to brew it myself. Okay. <laughs> so all in all, it was a great game. Uh, it was great to have Kimmy back. It was great to play Wild Talents again. Um, it's only the second time I played Wild Talents, and yeah. the first time was Vikings versus Dragons, yeah. and I was fucking Dragon amazing, Brothers! So. Yeah. Wow. All right, so... Oh yeah, how is the boardroom oh, is a place to actually play in? By the way, super fucking jealous. How is that? Thanks, Jim. Uh, Jim's like, oh, by the way, I got you adjoining stalls in the bathroom, and just talk loud. I, I, I'm out of tables, Bill. The first two games I played at this at this con, my vampire game was in the boardroom, and then the 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 droid game was in the boardroom. Fuck, fuck you, and and. And and I, I was just uh, the, it's a really cool place to play a game. It really is. The the one difficulty was that it was also right by all of the 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 sign in books and yeah. everything like that. So people were coming in constantly ironically during my vampire game, constantly yeah. asking if that was the Star Wars game. Please please tell me that if you were playing vampire in the boardroom you had tons of Ventru. One Ventru, it was a Sabat game. So Don't uh, <laughs> The boardroom is so fucking awesome that yeah. we actually used the pink marble conference table to barricade the door and keep yeah. the stormtroopers out. Yeah. yeah. It ha- it happened that uh, my game kind of ended in uh, this rebel base that had a big kind of room in the middle where the people were meeting. So we're like, hey, this is great. So it, like, we literally were like, the door is like there and this over here. So it was very visual. It helped because Wild Towns doesn't necessarily have like a map. When you're so. when you're signing up to be a GM and you're like, and there's a section that says notes, next con it's going to be like all... Boardroom, please. Like, that's going to be everybody's DM notes. I'm running this game. Boardroom, please. please. Boardroom, please. (laughs) You're like every girl in college, Jim. 
<laughs> Dave and I had a negative reaction or a negative encounter with a boardroom. Thing. It, it's just too much. It's way too much real estate. We were like, we had six people, and at some point, Dave and I look at each other, fuck, I gotta go down there and help that person. We have to get up and <laughs> fat, lazy people. And we had to walk, like, I don't know, 20 Jeez, steps so to go down there. And, All right, let's say your character sheet. So that and must then, be rough to walk, like, four steps. We were or- laying out maps and they're, like, throwing stuff at people because they were, like, all the way down there. Dude, if that, if that was that too was much like for you, never fucking run Spirit of 77 because, <laughs> holy shit, you had to eat, like, 74 laps, apparently. No, no, no. I-, I heard My the fact of that... My Spirit of 77 will be, I'm a 77-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Come over here, sweetie. I'll gum yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. I'm running this game. I wasn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I got uh, now I did hear in the the about the boardroom that it was problematic because it had no doors. Yeah. yeah, and that people were wandering in or having conversations have, right outside of it, and they were they got so there's loud. no windows and, and no, no doors. doors. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Disneyland, people get in haunted mansion. I just visit. like to say for the record, I appreciated being put in the boardroom. Thank you. The chairs are very comfortable. <laughs> You can, well played. You can bump mine well to the played. top of that list next time. I wanted to just go sit in the boardroom. Just be like, yep. Jim's totally covering his ass. He's like, oh, Kimmy. Kimmy's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he rolled dice. How he, did I get it? He <laughs> rolled dice. He's like, okay, look. Well, Kimmy signed up for a game, so she gets a plus 10. <laughs> and everybody else will just roll a 10-sided die. And if they beat a 20, that's... <laughs> Charisma bonus, baby. Charisma bonus. Uh, any more Saturday morning games? Are we moving on to Saturday afternoon games? Anyone want to talk about what they ran? Anyone here who ran anything at I've two? Huh? I've got another game I need to talk about that I didn't run. I played it. All right. At nine or? At, at two. At two. All right. We're at two now. Get in there. All right, this is Jim again. At two this afternoon, I played in Kurt Lauer's Rollmaster game. What? What? The Kurt. The other Kurt. Rollmaster. Um, yeah. No. I, I think that Kurt needs here. to come up and talk about his game. Cause yeah, here. Kurt. First of all, very nice shirt. Very nice shirt. Yeah, I like your shirt. Who are you and what do you do that makes you famous? My name is Kurt, and I am the writer of the most unimportant email ever. Which, so, which one is that? That's the one that you commented that it was the most unimportant email ever because I said, how dare you have a Kurt Muffin oh, on your show right. <laughs> and it not be me. I, and, I, and today I found out in another game with Kurt that his middle name is this, or his middle initial is the same as mine. So we are both Kurt E known as Muffin. That's wild. That's just I, I cannot take this anymore. I am the one true Kurt, the original Kurt, the oldest of all. I think you guys should fight. <laughs> yeah, fight, fight, fight. Please, Look, please, please. I am Roll not- for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I am not about to ruin my perfectly well, good Happy Jack shirt. a different fucking system. Fuck we would have to, we would <laughs> just go. We would have to fight shirtless. It would have to be shirtless. <laughs> all right. I got all the uh, as far as criticism goes, I really don't like your haircut. Um, You're I, shitty too. I, people I at home that can't that. hear, they're both bald. <laughs> and, and you can see their asses. That's oh, right. they can't see us. No, they're too dark. You can see the back of our heads now. Oh, We're both wearing the same oh, shirt logo. Yeah. They, they look like a guy going in to have his tube snipped because they've been shaved in the round part there. Oh, damn. 
So, Kurt. Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? Yes. Yeah, too soon. <laughs> what version of Rollmaster I, ha- I have to ask? There's like 8 billion of them. There's only four. The fit, the not fi- not if you count the new... The fifth one is in beta right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fifth one is in beta right now. You can so? get Rollmaster 5 soon. So? We were playing Rollmaster... Damn it, Dave. <laughs> Dude! Dude! Come on! Not, not, only, not only did Dave just interrupt the original Kurtz... The one and only. The one and only. By burping... Then he looked Tim in the eye and blew it in his face. <laughs> Fucker. That was hardcore, that dude. Was, it is no shock you play a fucking Sith in my Star Wars game. <laughs> and it still smells like that alcohol. So which version of Rollmaster? We I'm were curious. playing Rollmaster 3 RMSS. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Rollmasters 1 and 2 are virtually identical. Right. Uh, number three, uh, RMSS, is the ultra-crunchy version of Rollmaster for people who really, really liked crunch in the 80s. You couldn't get any yeah. more crunchy yeah. than... Is that, is that the RMSS Rollmaster because you need a ship for all the books? You do. Yeah. You do. I, have, I had shipping crates to move my RMSS books down to California. Uh, wow. Then there's version four, which is the... Oh, quick, someone help me. I can't believe Rollmaster Kurt Motherfucking doesn't. bullshit version! <laughs> uh, MFBS Rollmaster. <laughs> Rollmaster 4 is uh, FRP, fantasy role-playing. Yeah. Version 5, I don't think they've come up with an initial for it yet. <laughs> I, Rollmaster sure 5, the search for Rollmaster 6. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. I I think right now they're calling it Beta 2. Beta 2. Master Beta. I'm pretty sure. Master Beta 2. With new and improved charts. Um, Master Beta 2. Electric Boogaloo. If there are things I would do and not do about Rollmaster again. Um. Rollmaster. What I, Roll what I loved, yes, Rollmaster. Stop there. <laughs> what I loved doing about Rollmaster was telling all my players that Rollmaster came out six years before GURPS. Because yes. I've heard GURPS issued a thousand times from the lips of one stew. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I've only gotten to hear Rollmaster four times. Did you count? Did I did. I, you bet I counted that. <laughs> I, I have counted each and every episode that even mentions the word Rollmaster in it. And to date, only Gina was the one who didn't slander Rollmaster. Wow. So Gina, Gina played in my Rollmaster game. I ran the game just for her. Aww. We met at Bogfest again this last year. So I, I take it She's, you're a, a big Rollmaster fan then? I love Rollmaster because Rollmaster... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Put it up next to your mouth like a cock. Make sure the, the people are over I'm radio people you're too. Closer. You should know better. I, what the I, fuck? I, I teach microphone technique. <laughs> <laughs> Amateurs. The best Always part, amateurs. While he's saying that, he's waving it around oh, in front of his face like, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, Rollmasters 1 and 2 were, uh, were the forebearers of Merp, Middle Earth Roleplay. Okay, yes. And I have always wanted to get a copy of Merp just to give to Kimmy so that she would have Merp. Because I figured if Kimmy was playing Merp, you could only say good things about Rollmaster. <laughs> that sounds too much like a venereal disease for Kimmy to want. Nobody wants Merp. I, I, I have, Merp. To, I have to tell you, doesn't it? What I do you ha- have? I I have Merp. Oh my God! <laughs> I have I'm to sorry, tell we you, being a party together. Yeah. There, there's Merp Advanced and Merp Ease. 
I'm, I'm just so. thinking. I'm just thinking. Maybe you're worried about Stu saying Rollmaster too much if you're willing to go to that much trouble. No, he says GURPS too much. No one, no one ever says Rollmaster too much. So, so is this a but, gauntlet? You're throwing down a gauntlet here. No, no. I just want Stu to play Rollmaster and admit how great it is. I, I still haven't. I know. I know. I've been following you. I've, I've that shadow outside your window. I, I'm watching. <laughs> I've been watching. You know what's really weird is he just thought it was a reflection. Yeah. He had no idea. <laughs> Did I get you with a BB gun that one time? <laughs> so, so. But I, I've always For the listeners at home, they look a lot alike. <laughs> we, we do look a lot alike. In fact, I think I'm older, but you look exactly like my dad. <laughs> my dad was a cop. Oh. My dad was a cop, so I, I, cop I have a badge that looks exactly like you. Them's fighting yes. words. So if you ever need a badge in oh, a LARP... that's bad. That's okay. a bad thing. You, <laughs> I think he just offered you a Don't fake cop ID, dude. You I, I did. Badass. You could get out of any ticket you want. Okay. Did you offer him an excuse to buy donuts? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to Merp. Sorry. I, I'm, I ramble. Uh, I figured if I could get Kimmy a game of Merp... A copy of the Merp game, you would enjoy it. But no matter how good Kimmy looks in that sweater, I can't afford to give her a copy of Merp. It's too expensive. It's freakishly expensive. So uh, it's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> you that, wasn't, wore, yeah, that wasn't creepy at all. You could <laughs> no, have been wearing the uh, Imperial sweater. You look nice in that sweater, happen, you know, and I got a couple bucks, Kimmy. I could buy you. I could give you a Merpies. So. You want some Merp? Uh, I, I get... <laughs> <laughs> Adam, put the microphone. That's disgusting. Ah. Oh my God, Bruce has got to sing to that at the next Boggards gig. Don't yeah. lick in that microphone. <laughs> Num- number ten. Number, number ten is mine. I claimed it in the traditional way. Now, as far as th- uh, I gotta write Bruce's name on here. As far as things I would and wouldn't do, I really have to say, do not wait until the last day to make your game. I I have had six months to work on this game, and (laughs) for those listening at home, I'm being silenced by Kimmy's tongue. (laughs) That's like how you teach kids not to bite their nails. You put shitty stuff on it, so like now now it's got that on there. I'm never gonna lick it again. So I, I, I will freely admit that I waited far too long to finish making the game. I was still making character sheets Oof. yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, Only assholes do shit like that. As I was telling uh, Jib and Gina just today, 80% of Rollmaster is making the character sheet. The other 20% is running a 10-year campaign. Just like GURPS. Okay, well, I'm going to have to try that game of yours. Well, yeah, you're really selling me on it. No, I can make, I can make a GURPS character in a half hour. <laughs> uh, I look pretty in my sweater, though. <laughs> she looks really good in that sweater. Not good enough for a MERP game, but really good. Mm, looking pretty nice in that sweater, Kimmy. Mm. <laughs> I'm evidently worthy of MERP in my sweater. Um, wait, 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 wait. Oh. wait. Now. <laughs> she was wearing shoes, just asking for some MERP. <laughs> I'm so glad my husband didn't come tonight. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm up here right now, even though I, I told Jib that I didn't want to come up and talk about my game. 
because I've actually written so many emails to Stu just mentioning my game, I didn't want to come up and talk about it. But I wanted to hear from my players, and I've got a couple of players in here right now who are playing it, and I'd much rather hear from them and their criticisms, because if they criticize Rollmaster, I'm going to shank the bitches. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, now, th- that said, I was actually kind of looking forward to hearing what some of the players had are to say. Are there any players here who are unpoil who a game? bed spring? <laughs> but the Hilton will never notice, because... Do not tell yes, me about will. your There's character. That's a great shirt. I love that shirt. Who are you and what do you do that makes you famous? Uh, Jason, I sell straight razors and shit. Awesome. Wait, you sell straight razors? Yes. You're like the fucking really? Sweeney Todd in this place. That is hardcore, man. Yeah. I don't know you, but I'm scared. You don't sell gay razors? Uh, I was just going to say if, that. If you want to purchase one, you know, yeah, sell a whole bunch. This is my first Rollmaster game. I Kurt plays in my D and D fifth edition game. Um, uh, he's that's the game that we played. What was that? What was the game that we played? The board game to do the Vandalin Castle, Castle Panic to do the large scale ca- uh, attack on Vandalin. That's a good game. We played that. Um, I played one of the magic users, uh, the magic system. We were fifth level, and I could almost cast a lightning bolt. So it made, it was real low-powered. So it was really kind of an interesting system because you're not, you don't start at first level, and you can do a lot. You have to build up your character. The character system, or the character sheet was five pages, so everything was in there. Somewhere you could look up. How good you could fish? How could you could you could run and light a fire? So, building your character at first level could be um, it was very in depth. So I could see where running a campaign for a decade it'd be worth knowing everything about your character. You like that? You can hear it in the mic. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was that too loud? I'm fanning that. myself. Can you hear it now? What about now? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. How inconsiderate. Since I haven't talked enough tonight. <laughs> um, I was playing a dwarf fighter. What a shock. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a huge departure for me as a character. Um, but the operative moment for me was when Mike Olson looked across the table and he went, you had how many points on an attack? <laughs> I was like, 115. That's what it says right here. He's like, okay. Because I was... Every hit, it was hit crit, hit crit, hit crit, hit crit, over and over and over, right up until the moment when they hit me. And then things went to shit <laughs> in a heartbeat. Jim is also a dice cheat. I don't know if you guys know that. But. <laughs> <laughs> you said hit crit, Damn. hit crit. I had a guy that did that. He used to roll in a, into the lid of a box, and he would go, crit, and pick the dice up. I'm okay. right here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> let, uh, let me point out that the way this game works, basically anything over 100 is going to be a crit. And the bonus on the, di- on the attack dice was 115. And that's a uh, uh, rollmaster's a system where it's a uh, percentile dice. It's percentile dice. dice. But if you roll so this um, is, like Wait 90. a second. This is considered a good game? It's it's well, no, so it, you can ma- you can build a stat at 115 and the bonus. Well, hold on, St- Stu. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, it's been a while since. Wait a minute, Lester, but 
If you roll, it's percentile based, and if you roll like 90 or something above. Nine, thank you. 96 or above. Easy then, to remember. It explodes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's totally true. But it explodes. And then you just keep, every time you roll 96 or better, it explodes. So you could have like. But if you have a bonus of 115, when are you not going to roll over 96? Hey, we're fifth level characters also. Yeah. Oh, fifth level. So you never fail. What? This well, game? No. <laughs> really? Uh, the, the monsters could do the exact same thing back to us. My, my question is, why bother rolling dice if you're always going to get a critical success? Well, because then... Die, you, rolling dice is fun. Well, because then you have three die rolls to figure out the result of the crit that has verbiage yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of added stuff onto it. Yeah. He's selling you. You're getting sold in this game, Stu. Because then, oh, then you have and, to look and, up all your crit results. And, you ha- tables, and, and to you do what. that, you have to consult three different charts. Yeah. People bitch because GURPS has two die rolls for an attack, an attack and a defense, and they bitch at two rolls. Four to determine a crit. Okay. All right. No. 11 plus your OCV minus 3d6. You're done. <laughs> no, uh, GURPS, I said. I know. I know what you said. 11 one plus, two plus, plus your two OCV plus minus, minus 3d6. 3D6. You're done. Math makes That's for great zero. radio, guys. I know. <laughs> right. The, the part I love so, is so, to watch three different, completely fucking unwieldy sin- systems get argued. So, right? No, no. GURPS is not unwieldy! I only got 19 fucking rolls to my number, so fuck you! So, Kimmy, how exactly do square roots work? Well, no, I'm not saying <laughs> You get a calculator, you put in the number you want to have the square root to, and then you hit the button. It's like, not in a round pot. Everyone get your scientific calculators out. Hang on. All right, now... Make sure that you've got this function. I would like to speak on behalf of the California Dice Advisory Board. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I've teased Kurt enough. The game was a lot of fun. Um, we had, had a lot of fun, interesting monsters to fight. We had a lot of uh, interesting situations to deal with. Um, it, it is a, a, a heavy system. There's no disputing that. But it is a fun system to play. And if the players had more experience and practice with it than we did... The game would actually run pretty smoothly. So, yeah. Well, yeah, if everything you roll is a crit. (laughs) You put it in a song, not me. Right. Okay, uh, any other... Yeah. Oh! Will H? Shit just got real. Will H? Snap, snap. So in Rollmaster, a crit isn't like, yeah, I rolled a natural 20, I'm going to do double damage. A crit is actually the critical damage you're doing to a person's bodily functions to shut them down. The hit point damage is negligible. So the crit is actually your real damage in Rollmaster. It's not a critical (laughs) success. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Yeah, I, so I fuck you, critted, Stu. I, I critted that guy in the endocrine system. No, I actually, right. I actually had a buddy of mine who played Rollmaster. I got him right in the pancreas. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine who played who No played more bile for you, motherfucker. Hey, shut up, I'm talking. So oh. am I. I, I. I'll snap. He's got seniority on you, bitch. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I'm not the new guy anymore, so fuck off. <laughs> Holy shit. What's up, Proby? <laughs> You know, Tim put Tim Tim put the probe in Proby. That's right, I sure did. And then he changed systems. <laughs> well, no, now I'm not going to grace you with my comment. So, no, oh, fuck all you. Thank God, that's all it took. No, fuck all you. 
<laughs> Talk! No, huh? What, what? All right, well, shit. All right, I, so I, I had this oh, buddy of mine. fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had a buddy of mine who played Rollmaster for a long time, and he had a GM who, who knew Rollmaster like Stu knows GURPS, but he used an Excel spreadsheet where he would just real quick have the people roll. They'd, he'd type in their values to this Excel spreadsheet, and then he'd come back like two seconds later and say, oh, yeah, you, you, know, you, you stabbed him in the, the rib cage, and it went through to his heart, and... Out his backside, so I guess in that way it works really well because you a get very odd shaped sword. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's that they call that a Kennedy blade. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my, my, I'm that sorry, was too, too soon. soon. <laughs> my my point is that there can come a lot of fun out of having that much detail out of a system, as long as I think you're not sitting there. It doesn't take like eight days to get to it. So Unlike as long as you're I'm ready saying. to run your game with an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, that's right. You have to write a program and, you know, you can talk to Jib about that. He'll, he'll write that up for you. Now, how does uh, the, length, the, the, the time in for uh, character creation compare to, uh, like, space opera? Did you ever play space opera? Oh, you're going deep for that one. I played space opera. It was probably 25 years ago. How long does the time of character creation compare to uh, actual birth? <laughs> All right. Holy shit! Really? Each one of these character sheets took a lot longer than twenty hours. All right. So wow. yeah. So right. Oh. Figure, Which was more painful? <laughs> <laughs> figure, figure. Oh god! Oh fuck! What is your fishing roll? <laughs> so would you? Would you? I can't, I got no, it. you got nothing. You got nothing got now, nothing. right? I, I, yeah. Watching childbirth is actually scarier than that. No, if you actually watched me give childbirth, that would be fucking scary, dude. <laughs> All right, any other uh, Saturday uh, 2 p.m. games? Me. Patrick Rowley! Patrick Rowley, then you. Oh, well. He's prettier. Mooser. I think Mooser is his name. That's true. Mooser. That's Bowser. Oh, After whatever. I Doug Ray Mouser. If he ended up... Well, he was in Canada this month. Eh? So I he was, was totally a mooser. I was. I was in Canada on Wednesday. Moosier. I missed the unboxing thing in Toronto by a day. Damn it. Don't look at me. I didn't play in your <laughs> I think that's damn it A. A? Damn it A. So I ran a uh, fake core game. Before uh, that, try this. I, I already have. Okay. No fucking way. That stuff is... <laughs> Hey, Dave, is there any more of that stuff? God. Yes. Really good, because you should fucking keep that. It was horrible. <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. I want to see Tyler wander around outside later and be like, want some? <laughs> and how? Power through, Patrick. Power All right. through. All right, so I ran a fake core game, and I actually ran this, uh, another scenario in this uh, a whole year ago. This was a first con I've been for a whole year. It's been a busy year. But, uh, so this was Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. and uh, I specifically, I pulled out some rules from uh, an expansion that allowed me to run the mechs in the same way in Fate Core as, as people. Um, I think it went really well. Uh, it was, the, my, if, if I had to say, my, my mistake was I focused, and it, it was a problem in the last couple games too, and I'm still tweaking the rule set, but in, in the attempt to make the fights with these giant mechs and these giant kaiju uh, epic... Stop it, you, 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 t- <laughs> <laughs> you tend to 
it, what happens is these, these things get so beefy that they can, they can take hits for like an hour of real time yeah. before anything really starts happening. So that I'm still tuning that. I've got the, the, the mechs are supposed to be a little more glass cannony than the kaiju. Um, and oh, I'm actually, there are, there are five of my players in this room right now. So I'm going to let them talk, including Tim. Which I'm going to let them talk a little bit more because there was a twist that I, I did. And before I talk about the twist and how I kind of fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, believe, uh, I believe the twist ended with all of us giving you a respectful and heartfelt. They're all giving me the finger, by the yeah. way. Did you piss them off? Uh, I most certainly did. And then you did. wake oh. up in the shower and you realize it was all a dream. I did. <laughs> close. Well, close. <laughs> no, close. Oh, so. Shit. I'll go first because I got a mic, although Kurt's walking up. Okay. All right. So I specifically signed up for this game because (coughs) I have never played Fate and I wanted to learn Fate. Same here. And uh, that goal was accomplished. Uh, I I, I like Fate as a system. I learned what I needed to learn. I think um, it's very gamey. But to get to... No, it, I mean, it, like old deer, and some some people. That's right, some I people walk call gamey mistakenly crunchy, but I, I know I, what you're saying. I walked in and I sat down. I was like, it "Smells like old deer in here." Uh, no, it, it. What I was thinking while we were playing is like when you play Savage Worlds, you're playing a role playing game. But the feeling I got from playing Fate was you're playing a game with role playing. Uh, but that's yeah, like the game is is much more central. Than the role playing is that's the feeling I got from it. Now I will say I, this was specifically scenario. designed because I decided to go in media res, and so the mechs were dropped into a fight. Yeah, we were dropped right into a combat. No, it's res because it it's res. Latin. Oh, is it really? Yes, oh, okay. and it's in media res, and it's it, there's it a hard S. Mean are you, you're in um, the sorry, middle sorry, of the game, Latin, so Patrick. No. Patrick, Patrick, right, no. Mouser, no. Don't correct Stu. But so, but but getting but but getting onto the game. But getting on to the game, the game was really fun. I, I had a blast. It was awesome. Um, we were in these giant mechs. There were six of us, and two. Uh, uh, we were paired so that each pair controlled one. Dude, if you blow that on me, I swear to Christ. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but e- each, each mech was paired into two people, so uh, we were in... We were in teams. I am your father. <laughs> just power through it, Tim. Just power through it. <laughs> so we were in teams, two of us per mech, and uh, the, the action was awesome, and it was super fun, and the entire game session was this one combat, but it didn't seem to drag on. It wasn't like we were like... It wasn't like we were like at... at, at oh, I felt it dragging on. Okay. I, I, have, okay. I have a question. Yeah. Were the... Was each player playing one of the... Kaiju controllers, or were they, were they together playing the character that was the we were, the, there were the two mech. kaiju controllers? Well, well, no, 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 or no, 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 Jaeger controllers, two mech controllers, right. two distinct characters okay. inside right. yeah. one mech. But yeah. I, I designed, I, I I took a lot of liberties with with the Fate system, and I when I learned when I ran my very first Fate game, I found out that you know all of the character in Fate, everybody everybody com- concentrates on the aspects, and it's the wrong place to concentrate. The place where you concentrate are on the stunts. Because the stunts are all the badass shit that a right. that a character can do, so I I designed stunts that utilized mech systems and utilized the drift, so that if two people you know the the drift sharing the brain, two people could act in consort. Con-
concert. <laughs> God damn, I did it again. Oh my. Uh, are you sure it's in the media? I, I don't know. Yes, yes. I don't know. It is in media. Two of them were in concert there almost. Is, yeah. There were two in oh, concert. Yeah. As opposed to the film where they were side by side, these cockpits <laughs> were behind uh, each other. These yes. cockpits. And they would move in a motion. That's really disturbing given Kurt and I were playing twins. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but I would fraternal twins. My bucket list, by the way. <laughs> but but I thought the game was really really fun. Uh, like I said, it was one combat the whole time, and to me, it didn't seem like it drug. And like normally, you'd be like, "Oh God, a four hour combat? What is this D and D four? But that's funny because it's true. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. In truth, there is humor. But I didn't feel that way. I, I, it was really fun. And it was really engaging, and we wound up uh, just getting the shit. Oh my god, yes. So hard. Oh my god. And we wound up just blowing two of the nukes up. We wound up getting the shit kicked. Oh, sorry. We wound up getting the shit kicked out of us, and we wound up blowing up two nu- plu- uh, erk. No, no not really. it wasn't. <laughs> uh, we wound up blowing up two of the mechs, and then. So 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 uh, before before he gives away before before he and gives then, away the no, twist. No no I I have to do this. I have No no the, but I wanted to give this we had give, been given a hint. Okay, I I get to I get to do the reveal All right. cuz right. I, w- I was wow. I'm going to let you have the reveal. I'm going to let you have the reveal. Hey, I I'm, I'm on stage. I'm feeling my shit he, right now. He wow. had I know seriously. So so there was there was a hint that he that 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 Patrick gave us at the beginning that I don't think any of us picked up no, on. No, not a single one of us. We were patrolling the Southern California coastline and for Kaiju, and mm-hmm. uh, we got a distress call from the uh, the Maruco, which had gone aground off the coast of um, uh, Catalina. Catalina, yeah, off the mm-hmm. west coast of Catalina. Maruco, yeah. So the, the ship's name was Maruco, and it went by... Maruco. Maruco. All yes. right, fine. Oh, wow. Oh, no, it I will. I missed this. It will. Uh, go ahead. You, so you, you, you it, do it. It, it went by us like about... Marujo? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, not at all. It wasn't like that at all. stupid that you didn't yeah. get that? <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not a Star Trek fan, so... I didn't, Neither am I. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. No, not. And you're wrong. We we were like, we're like, yeah, yeah, some stupid boat name. That's what we got to rescue. Okay, fuck it. I just pick it up. It's 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 the scenario where Han Solo has to make the (laughs) give away the whole damn plot. So he took he took the last word and the first syllable. No. Yeah, I got it immediately. Yeah, there you go. Well. There was also we put a lot shit. of emphasis on it when we were describing it right now. He said it like it was it could have been yeah. it was a throwaway yeah, name. It, it like was it the was SS George. rubber maid, you know, whatever. It didn't we're matter. Crater Mariko, we're running aground and Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so the 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 game was a hell of a lot of fun. Um it was a it was a hell of a lot of fun. It the only reason to me that it felt long is because well, it, we finished it almost exactly with a four-hour mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason to me it felt long is because everything is relative, and the table next to us, which was Spirit of '77, finished which was 90, those guys finished ninety minutes early. <laughs> you know why? Those guys, because the game right was there. so good, we couldn't take anymore. And, and I will oh say, we had we, we had dueling soundtracks going on too, yeah. to the point where Kurt said, "Okay, I can't hear both of these. Turn yours off." And I was like. No, just that. What? <laughs> why, do, why do I imagine like all, and then, 
as the creature rises from the water. Boop, boop, yeah, basically. The Mod Squad uh-huh. theme comes on from yeah. our table. Boop, boop. Yeah, yeah. There, there was uh, the the interesting part of you know if the if you have two players interacting, sharing a brain. <coughs> for some reason, I was getting flashes of like Bruce and Casey. I don't know why, but um, uh, 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 Craig here and I were were fraternal <laughs> twins who were operating a uh, an artillery sniper mech, and yeah, you know. They played that one. They, that was yeah. the best, Meg. Yeah, that, we, we, it was also the first to die. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> well, then you fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, but but it was great because, I mean, it's... Between the, the drift idea of we're sharing each other's brain, and then... We just had to finish each other's sentences sometimes because we were twins, but sometimes... Check one, two. It didn't work out exactly that way. <laughs> And they did that in the game, too. They did that. What they just did, they did that. But yeah, it just the the drift worked really well. And the reason it didn't feel like a four-hour combat was because we got that roleplay in with having two players having to work cooperate in choosing the actions. And then when we fucked up, which we did a lot towards the end. Oh, we so did. <laughs> if so, if you took damage, the dr- you lost your drift and you lost your connection and got sucked into your own subconscious. So suddenly, or each, or each other. So suddenly, we go from this giant mecha battle into working out this twisted, repressed memory that Kurt and I both had of abusive parents <laughs> beating us up <laughs> that we had to then escape from just to get back to this killer battle where we were being massacred. And, for, and, so and let, me, let me just clarify. So you were like sidelining the combat when they would like br- the drift would break, and then you'd go into this substore. How did that work? No, no, no. Well, basically, it, it happened during the round, and what would happen is, while while everybody else was running their their combat, they were figuring out what their drift was going to, what their what their chasing the rabbit scenario was. By the time it came around to them again, they got you know to role play it out for like five minutes just okay. to explain the explain the story. And but every, I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody was riveted on all these stories. Yeah. And everybody was just sitting going, oh, my God, this is and, amazing. And Matt and I got the shit kicked out of us while we were in our drifts because right. all of a sudden we just stopped and we had two huge monsters just beating the crap out of us. And they just kept beating the crap out of us while we we're going like, well, when I was a child, my daddy was mean to me. And, <laughs> and, and my mommy didn't love me very much. It, yeah, the kaiju got those a free were, hit while you guys were, the were chasing the rabbit. monsters that were beating on you. <laughs> mommy and dad. Mommy and dad. Right. If you so have twins, you abuse them. And, and mommy had a big axe for a head. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, His secret comes out. So this is Matt. Uh, so, yeah, Tim, Tim and I were... were Matched up in Tacit Ronin, which was basically the tank of the yeah. of the mm-hmm. team, and basically our goal was just to get out and ahead of the pack and just take massive amounts of abuse, uh, which let Sterling Assassin just fuck the shit out of everything. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Oh wait, we took care of that. We took care of that. But you know, oh yeah, we got, got killed by your own team. But <laughs> so, but um, so this was Tim's first time playing. Uh, yeah. Fate, and this was about my tenth time playing it, and I finally felt like this was the first time where I didn't need my hand held through the entire game. So, and I, I attribute that to Jib, who's not in the room anymore, but because I played a lot of Fate with him, the but, West Coast guru of Jib. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, 
but it was a lot of fun. Uh, Tim and I, you know, you know, we we'd met briefly last con, and yeah. so we sat down and immediately it was like, you know, his character was like hot headed, and my character was, like, yeah, I'm going to follow whatever he does. So at one point, we're invoking our own. Uh, negative aspects just yeah. to get fate points back, which basically means we said fuck the rest of the team because we're going to focus on this one kaiju that bit us and we're just going to beat the shit out. And that's what ended, ended up being our ultimate demise because we just went forward and just kept trying to hammer it and hammer it and hammer it until we, we literally died. So right I think you ended, up, you ended up with a skull fracture. Dude, I had a skull fracture and a crushed lower back and... Yeah. Some asshole kept blowing his burps at me. <laughs> and, Jesus Christ! And again, my, after all the after all the consequences, you my character. The hospital man, <laughs> something is dead inside of you. It's, a, it's his hopes and dreams. God damn it! I'm I'm imagining like a crossover where you have you have these these batch pairs that are stealing mechs to go and then battle. So it'd be like the Italian. Pacific Rim job is. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Wait, is that right? Is that how that? Is that? Is it? Okay, no, well I'm just played. checking. I'm not sure. Well played. It's a long way to go for that. Yeah, okay. It was. I went to Italy and then the Pacific Rim for that. I went a long way for that. I I can't follow up on that. So back to you. That was almost a Shaggy Dog story. So almost. Just a mini Cooper trying to get away. That's right, like a mini Cooper. A mech. giant mini Cooper, fighting like yeah. a baby kaiju. <laughs> So I guess the biggest thing was my my entire plan was about an hour in they were all it was going to be a TPK and then the lights come back up and role playing starts and then the actual game starts and that it ended up not happening and there were some we, there did, was we some, didn't get to the actual game right <laughs> <laughs> well, the actual the actual plot my actual very clever plot but. Oh, I get That's to I get amazing. to re- I get to recycle that one. So, so you <laughs> didn't even you, you had like a prelude that was going to last an hour, and then you were going to run the a game that was going to take up the rest of three. We ran a champions game where everyone made had high powered characters, and the high powered characters get kidnapped. And then their their sidekicks have to go and rescue them, and then we switch everyone. Everyone has to, gets to play a sidekick of one of the high powered characters they thought they were playing. I was in that game, I was in that game. And, oh. we all, and we all met. We met what's his face Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer, and we went. Oh, Oppenheimer's a badass. We're leaving. Yeah. And Which, you went. By the way, Fuck. For people that are only listening to podcasts now, don't don't go through the backlog. It's so long and dirty. Um, uh, yes, Oppenheimer is a character that was in a GURPS, corny, uh, sorry, in a hero campaign, Champions, long, long time ago. That was Stu's that became a super badass. We talked about him so much on the podcast. When he showed up as an NPC, people were like, "Oh, fuck that! That guy's awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't want to know his stats. I just heard a lot about him on the podcast. Fuck that! I'm Screw out. Screw that! We're gone. But yeah, so I, I think but that, that took that that grand, took that took a long time. time. And then it was like, okay, and now we have 40 minutes for your sidekick adventure. <laughs> but that first combat in the danger room was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. But the the biggest thing is, and, and the joke came, because the the Jaegers were hammering on the kaiju in the beginning, and the joke was like, well, so, do these monsters, like, do anything? And if I hadn't been screwing up roles a lot, they would have. But I realized that I've, I, you know, I took a lot of time to build the, to build the mechs and to build the characters so that there was a lot of skill synergy. They, there, there are some, um, yeah. I mean, Bombshell can do a 12-shift shot before she even starts rolling dice and, and start applying, applying shifts from, from aspects and all that. So, Bombshell was one of the mechs, just for... That was, that was right. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was the the long range bomb, the long range assault or cannon mech. But I didn't spend quite as much time with the kaiju, and so they didn't have as dangerous as lethal stunts as the mechs did. And I realized, especially going back and trying to kill you guys in an hour, I should have had mechs who were you know doing the Cherno Alpha thing, where they would just jump on top of of a mech kill it, and then move on. You had a TPK and the kaiju weren't dangerous enough? Yes. Cause well, because I had to add three more. Oh, okay. You had All to right. do a okay. six of them. Okay. So right. that, was my, that was my only thing. Is yeah, we only got, that's true. So oh, yeah, there was so one underwater. Question. How many players were in your game? Six. Six. This is an interesting conversation we've had on the podcast before. Do you think they would have run better with four players? Well... With two mechs, then, basically, as opposed to three. Well, the, pr- or the thing is, is the, the team I built specifically as a, six, uh, as a three mech team, you know, there's, there's a tank, there's a long range, and there's uh, a, an, an assassin. So, yeah, basically yeah, the Holy Trinity. Totally. So, uh, part of it was, you know, I, I, I like this balance of mm-hmm, the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure if it would have gone faster. I mean, it... It just the the combat dragged out longer than it should. The hits, especially on the mech, or on the kaiju side, should have been bigger, and right. they well, weren't. Yeah, because the, the reason I asked that I think in my all five R game, I would have come in on time with four players, not with the six. Yeah. And that's a and Stu Stu and Jib are convinced four players. That's it. It's got to be four. Fuck you, Con. Yeah. Four players. I it, always think I'm like I gotta put in six if I can figure out how to put in nine so people can play it. That'd be great. But I think it just it's really difficult to get everybody involved well, with especially with fate. It's really hard to keep track of about thirty different aspects that are flying around on the mm-hmm. board. So I was always asking, okay, what have you got? What have you got? You know, I've got I've got seven different applications open on my surface that I'm using, and it's still yeah, it, it gets a little tricky. Uh, you know, we always toss the aspects out on the board. As quickly as possible. So you're, so you're running. Do you run? Are you running on Microsoft Surface? Yeah. You're doing. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah. Uh, oh, sh- <laughs> fuck all. No, but part of Bill, part of it, part of I think what what made it slow down a little bit is there was this new guy at the table, who whenever someone said, "All right, I'm at a plus 18," the new guy was like, "Okay, um, can you explain to me why you're at a plus 18, just so that I, you know, I understand the system very well?" And that that took a lot of time. So. You know, there's a lot of that on that, probie. on that on that pro- <laughs> that asshole probie shoulders. You I know, mean, my, my, I know. Uh, FNG's gone. My ultimate goal with running this, what just aside from Pacific Rim's a barrel of fun, especially in combat. I mean, basically, this was a this was a uh, a BattleTech game that we were running with fate rules rather than yeah. BattleTech rules. But I mean, the whole idea. Everybody says, you know, fate is all so you know woo woo up here and. I, I was running it on a hex map mm-hmm. with, you know, with lots of damage. And, you know, you, fate can be just as tactical. Yeah, fate can be just as tactical and, you know, just as quote-unquote crunchy as anything else. It just, it just depends on how you run it. So it's the Starfleet battles of role-playing games. It was it was really good fun though. I mean, thank you. It was I, I had a yeah, really it, good time. It was a hell of a lot of fun, and I, I yeah, it was um, uh, it was a great introduction. I, I'd played one game of Fate before, but I really didn't grok it by the end of that, and I don't think I do yet either. But but I have a much better understanding now yeah. that I mm-hmm. than I did before. So thank you for that. The other thing you you mentioned about the stunts as opposed to the aspects and the attention placed on the stunts. 
Um, it was a really cool aspect that since we did have two players controlling one mech, you had these combo stunts set up. I don't know if you had them set up for all the characters, but at least for ours, mm-hmm. for two of the three. We so didn't have that. that you had the, this combo stunt mechanic worked out that since each of us would take a turn and one of us is essentially controlling movement and the other one's uh, controlling the attack, it was this, okay, I'll run into position and drop to one knee and fire out these stabilizer pitons and then this giant 100 meter rail gun comes out over the shoulder and blasts them to smithereens. Fake glitter boys. Um, so you know, we we all we all as Stork has, has said this, and various other people have said this. We play role playing games. A lot of us do to be badasses, and those kinds of combo stunts really helped us feel like we were badasses. Oh yeah. So thank you for that. Right. Then you're gonna feel like a real badass. All right. Any other two PM games? Anyone? Stork and I go. Yeah, yeah. Freak show. We ran Stork. Better come up. Freak show. The new episode of Freak Show. Dun dun dun. Uh, what what episode number of this? Of Freak we show actually have lost entire track. I, yeah, I think so. I think it's like six. I think it's six. I think it's six. I don't know. Uh, but uh, as we learned early on, that the easiest way to prep con games is to franchise. And to just create the characters once, and that's who everybody plays every time. And we just come up with new stories. <laughs> Kimmy's sighing. She's Some like, people hey, make really? mistakes and try and make new games all the time, and that's, that's their problem. But well, uh, it works for us. And, uh, and, yeah, we don't ever have to make new character sheets. And every time we say, like, oh, yeah, that guy oh, yeah, was I meant to, supposed meant to, to fix be that. fighter, yeah. and we should have fixed that. Oh, yeah, they changed the rules since we made this character. We probably should update <laughs> we should that. reprint that character sheet <laughs> once. That's, that's <laughs> a Master 2 character sheet. Ignore that. Uh, but, it, it, uh, it's more than that. It's, uh, this show, the, the, the Freak Show's actually kind of got a cult following because we get a lot of repeat absolutely, offenders that show up does. all the time. Um, when I designed this game back in the day, I, I made characters that I wanted to play. And I've said this numerous times. I, all of the characters I actually really like, and I think they're all really fun. Now, some of them are you know, c- can do more than other characters, but all of them are something that I would have loved to play. And I think that's a key when you're designing a game, especially for pre-gens. Make really interesting characters that you know that people will like to play. And once you get that, once they open up these characters, you start to look at it, they're like, this is going to be great! And you have them in there at the, at the word go. Um... Now, with this game, in, in the past, I've been, like, really involved and really invested, but, to, and I apologize to Dave, I, my schedule in real life has been so busy, after the playtest, I said to Dave, I'm not even sure I can make the con, so here's all the stuff, good luck, and, and I'm here, so, uh, but I kind of divorced myself from this game, and usually he and I co-GM and we do it weird, it's a much more sort of uh, hive mind, but this time I was like, because I... Cause I I wasn't sure I was going to be here. I'm like, Dave's got to handle it. So I really, I set my, I, I spent the whole game like setting up characters and handing out sheets. And but it was really less of a GMing experience for me than it has been in the past, which I regret doing. But I had to because had I not, I would have had to work. And the Dave's like, I don't have any of the character sheets. So it was amazing. <laughs> so uh, any of our players here want to come up and talk about it? Uh, we've run six of these now. What was, the, so. what was the scenario this time? Oh, the scenario this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a... Again, it's ripped from the real world articles. Uh, I found this uh, meme that had gone around. It's, uh, it was up in Portland, Oregon. There was a, a sign on a... On a, on a um, 
Why are you raising your hand? You from Portland? Telephone pole. PDX all the way, man. Cool. Did we together? No, we were both at school. Yeah. So you were on the wrong side. Right, I was at Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cleveland's closed now. Isn't that a pub now? All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> great radio. Yeah, right. great. High school. Like one person out there, like, oh, so for that listener from Portland. Oh wait, he's here. Shit. So it, it's this. It's this sign on a on a telephone pole. Back when there were telephone poles, it said, uh, "Have you been having strange dreams? Please contact the Dream Agency." And, it, and and it's an actual sign. It's up in Portland, and we were like, "That's the coolest thing ever." What if? There's somebody that's out there lucid dreaming and shifting reality every so-and-so time. Sorry, so it's sort of a mashup of The Lathe of Heaven and 12 Monkeys. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we came up with this idea. We came up with this thought that reality is shifting every 15 minutes. So Dave went out and bought a timer. And every 15 minutes, we had them roll dice. And, they sh- and reality changed from the Old West to steampunk to cyberpunk. And the poor players had to figure out what the hell was going on. Oh, so like monumental changes, not just yeah. like... Oh, hey, yeah. water runs backwards now, or something like that. No, you're no, you're talking no. like like you are all well, uh, <laughs> you are all driving. Come on, man! In a I knew. And now you're on like the Willy Wonka perambulator thing that's belching foam. Yeah, all over you and ham. And so um, it, it turns out at the you know spoilers at the end of the thing, it's, there's a lucid dreamer who's who's sort of a minority report. She's been stuck in these things and experimented on it, and his her her psychic ability is to literally change reality. Uh, whenever she dreams or has nightmares or whatever, it's, and she can't really control it, so uh, it's an interesting premise. But how do you get your characters to go and follow those hooks and make it work? And I, I, we thought that the timer idea was a great idea. So when we play tested it, we had the timer in front of everybody, and it, all the players kept staring at the timer. The, yeah, the entire that was the time. The feedback we got during our play test was like, "You need to hide the timer because we would see it coming up to the change, and we would be like, oh, well, let's." Just take a little longer. Let's just. Yeah, it, let's it affected not, the game. We're gameplay. not going to go in that room yet because shit's going to hit the fan. Right. Hold on, let's. All right. So when the timer went to zero, did you, Dave? Did you just lean forward and experience beige? And then you went right. <laughs> no. If you I'm haven't not, played that, that Star Trek game, by the way, it's fucking fabulous. That is an old. School Maybe I should run that at a con. You should run that at a con. It was one where they used to be on a VCR, and you would go through and play this board game, and then every now and then it would just come on. And they had the guy. They had the, the they had the the actor who played uh, Galron. Yeah, Galron. And he's like he had these amazing like Marty Feldman. He's like, oh, experience beige, and you're like, I don't think I want to experience beige from you, dude. Well, it would totally be like you. All cats are the grand player who's moving now, and you're like, oh, it's not me. I, oh, damn it. So I have to touch that guy inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do we have players? Are there any players? Yes, uh, I would players? like to hear people. Say, no, I have to say, Katie. Uh, hey, can I ask you guys a real quick question, real quick? Yeah, yeah go ahead, Tim. While, while they're setting up. Yeah, while they're setting up. Um, the reality changes. Uh huh. Were they regional or global? Global. Well, really? So everybody across the world all of a sudden was in the wild, wild who west. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Oh, okay. Now, Katie, uh, players in the games. So this, this is your you're a repeat offender, right? This is your third. I am a repeat offender. I believe this That's is cool. my third freak show. Okay, talk a little about what it is about freak show that you want to, uh, why you like it, and then you can actually talk about this game. Um, yeah, so yeah, why all, Dave and Stork are so Stork's cool? Um, <laughs> no, I. If you want to mention how awesome his hair is, that's okay, too. Right. Stork's hair is great. Stork's hair is great. Yeah. And remember, uh, so the only difference again. between stroke and stork is e. <laughs> 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 
Okay, so yeah, I am a repeat offender, and uh, I think basically what it is is the characters are so different in the hands of different players. Like, they're the same characters every time, but they are so different depending on who the players are in that game. I mean, I've, I've played it with a bunch of different people. Bill was in one of the games I played in. And, I mean, and every time, different characters are the character that has more to do than other characters, and it really depends on who the characters are in that version of the game. I mean, and I mean the story's really great and honestly the dynamic between the co-GMing, I've that's amazing. I don't know how you guys can do that and not like get confused with what one of you decides to do <laughs> the randomly. The best part is when they drift the <laughs> Yeah. But but honestly, it's just it's it you say, you know, they're the same characters, but they're never the same characters, and I think that's what makes it the game so fun. Is that you can take the same characters, put them in someone else's hands, and then it's still a different game. It is absolutely what makes it fun for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've like, played that the, part never changes mechanically. I, I've and played every the time same, we're just like, what is somebody going to do with this guy? I want to know. I've played the same. There's only two female characters, and I've played one of them once and the other one twice, and it still has been a different experience for me all three times I've played it. So, um, but in this specific game, the the mechanic with the 15 minute timer was really, I think, the highlight of what this game was. Um, there was a point where we were fighting cowboys. And uh, the timer went off, and then all of a sudden they have, like, Tommy guns, and they're wearing fedoras, and it just uh, kind of even changed the combat that we were in the middle of, so, and that's kind of how the whole game went. I mean, we would be fighting something or going down a street, and then just everything would change. Now, a quick question. Did it seem okay to you guys as players that we didn't start with, like, a mission briefing? Oh, yeah. We were just like, shit has hit the fan and you're there. Yeah, absolutely. It was okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, having we having Madame Tarot kind of get this, like, oh, there's this feeling and then, you know, let's go that way because that's where the feeling was. It was totally fine. Like, I don't think having... A, let's sit down and talk about what happened around here kind of thing. That, And it, I think at the same time it helped us. Like we had to figure out what the hell was going on and kind of come up with the clues. I mean they were there, but we had to really just, oh, look, there's a poster here and there are words on it. And if we're smart enough, eventually we'll remember Google exists and we can look that took, shit up when it gets it to the right time frame. It took a while frame. for you to get back to a time frame that Google would work. Right. That's it. It's it's like, cool, we'll keep we'll keep researching shit and eventually we'll get back to now and I'll just look up the name of this company and we'll be good. So, that's definitely I think that time mechanic really made the game very interesting. Hi, this is Kurpots again. Um, Hi, Kurpots. This is this is my second time in a freak show game. Uh, I didn't play in it last year and Katie said it was amazing and I was upset that I didn't play in it last year, so this year I came back. Um, I played the Dragon Boy again, because he's just fucking amazing. Uh, it's my favorite character out of all of them. Um, and so, it was it was kind of interesting going in with no mission, uh, where just shit just got real, because the first change... Cause you, are you going to run this again? You're not running this one again, right? So can, okay, so the first change was we're suddenly in fairy or something. Right? Or a medieval setting. It was high fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, to my discredit, I latched on to one thing, and I was like, oh, we're clearly in fairy because there's these little fucking fairies in the things that are really angry and mad at me. Um, so every time they would, they kept coming back, 
and they were just so mad because I latched onto it. So it was funny. I, I, I got it to, was, well, okay, how would a fantasy circus light the tent? Well, exactly. You trap fairies in a jar and make them angry, and they light up. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so he's pissed off fairies. And if you've ever seen Dave do his fuck you face, that the fair, I was on, terrified of these little fuckers. Great radio. <laughs> so I wasn't going to go near these little things. So anytime they came back, I was like, fuck it. Nope, I'm out. I'm gonna throw them out the window, put a cup over it. But um, it, it, as soon as it changed the second time, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so we're in something weird. Now let's try to figure it out. And so we tried to go through the clues. I was excited that you guys went from high fantasy to Blade Runner cyberpunk. Yeah, like, that immediately. Was the shift. It was like, okay, look, you're in a cart with yeah. lizards that drag you around in creepy fairy lights. And now you're in a hover car and there's neon lights and Asian women projected on the side of buildings. Yeah. Did you know what those changes were going to be ahead of time or did you randomly no, they roll do them? a die. They we rolled had, a die. It was okay. every 15 minutes the next person in line rolled a six-sider and that's what happened. Yeah, so it was okay. really interesting. Uh, we obviously came upon, upon a clue when um, there was a, a piece of printed paper in the Old West or something like that. And yeah, so it was like, like okay, cool, printed. this is Hey, flashing quest thing on this. So uh, I pulled out my cell phone, which didn't have bars because we're in the Old West. Uh, first thing I checked as soon as it went to fantasy um, and uh, called the number and it goes through and it's a answering machine with some broad and I didn't know what the fuck to say. So <laughs> I just started asking inane stream of consciousness questions on speaker and then hung up. And when the... Then called back a little later and was like, nope, same fucking thing. So, all right. Don't gesture at the mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> called back called back a little bit later and the same thing. So I'm like, all right, fine. That's a dead end. Then the, the thing shifts again. I was like, okay, well, let's try calling back now because we saw another fucking sign. And the, then the new answering machine message is her responding to our questions. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, well, so I picked up on that. She's going to respond anytime the the shift changes. Uh, so we started asking less and less shitty questions as the night went on. <laughs> I mean, what the first one of the first ones was? Could you get up and do some shit? Because <laughs> she said she was stuck; she couldn't move. She's like, so, I don't know what kind of room I'm in. It's dark. I can't really see very well. And then their response was like. Well, can you get up and turn on the lights or some shit? Come on. What the hell? Tell us what it friggin' looks like. If you want some help, shit, you got to contribute here. And so Stork was writing down everything we said, and his new message would be very similar. So it was like, no, I'm not. I I don't know what it friggin' looks like. Like, you'd respond back just as shitty when we were mean to her. Uh, So that was really fun. And eventually we kind of puzzled it out, and I got to make friends with a salamander, but... Because that was because I'm like Dragon intimate Boy. friends. What kind of friends? No, no, no. He was he was like my little buddy because we're both Did fire you put guys. The man in Salamander. No, no. I just like the I kind you find at SalamanderFriendsFinder.com. Sure okay. Did you drift? I did not drift at the Salamander. All right, just checking. But yeah, that's absolutely true. Wow. Yeah, he took over the mind of a giant. Well, a, a Star Wars Dianoga. Nice. Like, and then he was like, "We're gonna keep that. Somebody, ca- somebody, carry my body around because I have taken control of this horrible squid creature, and I, my body is 
a corpse now, but I yeah, you have a giant squid friend that's going to follow you for a while <laughs> until it got smashed by a vault door. <laughs> like oh. it does. Like it does. This is Chris again. This is my second time playing Freak Show. Um, I think I played back in February. Uh, different character this time. My first time I played Madame Tarot and didn't connect as well with that character. This time I played Ivan, the illustrated man, and I loved that character. And if I'm yes. in the game again, yes. I want to repeat that because that was kind of awesome. Um, I kind of loved how Ivan was pretty much just unflappable because he'd been in prison and he was Russian and everything. So everything changed. He's like, I drive. Getting caught, I drive. <laughs> just He was the driver. That's what he does. Drives. And at some point I got my hands on a gun and I hadn't had one before and it turns out I can shoot well. <laughs> Well, that was the part that cracked us up because we were both like, well, Ivan doesn't have any shooting skills. And you're like, well, range combat seems interesting. I want that. I'm going to take a gun. And we're like, okay, you can take a gun. Cool. And then later you're like, hey, look, there's your big bad guy. I'm just going to roll. Oh, look, I fucking killed that guy (laughs) in one shot. And you will use all six of your bennies to keep him alive just barely. And we're like, I know it's towards the end of our four-hour session, but that's kind of fucked up that you just one-shotted our bad guy. (laughs) Exploding dice for the win. Yep. Yep. But I really like the device of the trading messages back and forth. Um, (laughs) I like Kurt's thing with the fairies. It was funny. (laughs) So it was a really great game. I had a good time. Yay. Okay. Is that it? They like us. They really like us. We're at two and a half hours. So I think we're probably... We're about done. We're going to wrap it up. Yes? (laughs) Sure. Everyone have a good time so far? Yeah. I know. I have a good time. You're like, oh, whatever, dude. I'm, I've had so much coffee, I can't even think right now. So how can I sign up for one of these games next time around? Uh, a legitimate thing. Wait, uh, they, no, no. They, they, time out. They do pre-reg. Uh, and pre-reg usually happens, what, two or three? Oh. Right. Now, well, hold on a second. Let me, let me answer the uh, answer answer question. question. Wait, sh- uh, everybody, this is important. It's like about two or three weeks before the con. Uh, on strategicon.net, you log in, you put in your badge number. You have to have bought the badge already. Uh, and then it will say, which, which, which uh, badge do you, number do you want to register for? You, and there will be a hyperlink for a badge number. You click on it, and then you can go through the games and you can pre-reg. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've done in the past is all the Happy Jacks games have all been... Um, uh, um, we, we allow for full pre-reg, which is if there's... Six seats at the table or four seats at the table, you can register for all six seats, all four seats during pre-reg. Um, they have asked us to not do that anymore because the way it works, the way it works for the rest of the games is if there's six seats, they will allow three to get filled for pre-reg and three stay open to get signed in when they bring the books out when the con actually starts. So you can go to pre-reg. It's usually two or three weeks before the con starts, and they usually put it somewhere. They put, the announcement. they put an announcement yeah. on the side. And you're at all the strategic con events, not just this one. Uh, GameX is the one that there are usually very few of us, and that is the Memorial Day weekend, and that is the weekend that we have to tear down the Renaissance Fair. So because many of the people that you see before you are heavily involved in that endeavor. Quill surprise. <laughs> right. Shock. And, and Not so me, because fuck that. But <laughs> I, I will pay with, my money I'm and drink Dave. my beers. But do, you, do, you, do you go to GameX and run games? No. Why not? Because nobody else I know is here. I was here. <laughs> I was here last time. 
I ran games last night. Who are you? <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm the Proby. Your oh. new buddy Tim Burp Sniffer will be here next time. <laughs> Why aren't you washing the truck? But the, but the February con, um, Tim, which is Orcon, yes, and Gateway, which is September con. Those September those two we're always at. Thank you, thank you. Hey, and thanks for coming and sitting in. I'm I'm happy you're yeah, here. Totally, yeah. New people that I don't recognize. Rodney. No. Yes, people. Rodney back once again. Um, just oh, the murder for All those who would like to try. Uh, tomorrow morning, I am attempting to GM for the first time in 15 years. Yeah! Well played. I'm going to be doing GURPS. GURPS in the morning and GURPS at night as well at 8 o'clock. So, we'll see how that goes. Sorry. Sing it, brother. Okay. All right. That's it. Thank you for joining us for Season 15, Episode 10 of Happy Jack's Adventure Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Bill. I'm, uh... Proby Tim, I think that's what I'm supposed to say here. I'm not. I'm not. I am not going to be tagged with burp sniffer. F, F all you. I'm pretty sure it's burp sniffer. Okay, now that. Dude! God damn it! Shit! I am Dave, burp producer. And I'm Kimmy. <laughs> oh my god! And here's our live studio audience. Yay! Thank you very much, and we'll leave you with a song. Good night. <laughs> Me, mistress, is a shuttlecock composed of cork and feather. Each battle dove sits on her deck and bumps her on the ladder. Don't cast her off. Which way you will she be close to another? Still for la 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 la.
been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, bum, bum.